Welcome to the Best Picture Cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not, however, what we will be doing here today. It certainly won't be. We are talking about a very different movie. We're talking about the winner of our Sub-50 Tournament 2 that we ran at the end of the summer in the intro to this fall. And that is, of course, Twins, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. And I have with me a few gentlemen here to discuss this. This was a very interesting tournament. We, you can check out our tournament preview and tournament recap episodes, and the four people on that recap episode are the people I have here today, and we'll start with the winner of this tournament, the person who selected twins for the tournament, and he is Joey R. in the winner's seat at last. Joey, how we doing? Very happy to be here, very happy to have won. I think it's funny of all the movies that twins was the one who did it, but hey, the people want what they want, and they want to hear us talk deep dive the super deep movie of Twins. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Listen, this is going to be interesting. This is this is couldn't be more any more different than all of the movies that we that we <laughs> talk about here. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I also want to introduce uh, last year's winner of the Sub Fifty Tournament, and uh, we have an episode on Roadhouse. So you can check that out. We did that last year. And Grant C, you picked Roadhouse, and you're here uh, because of that. I am. Thank you very much for the um, just the olive branch or whatever the consolation prize. To make me feel better. Very uh, happy to talk about Twins. This is a movie that was near and dear to my heart as a kid growing up. And it was very interesting to revisit it as an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear your take on that and, and the progression there. But yeah, this is this is certainly you. Uh, it, it's a bit of a, a, a ceremony here of you relieving the crown over to Joey. Because you won the first three tournaments we ran. The, the first Sub-50, yep. last year's Horror Fest, yes. and the animation, the animation as well. Yeah. I am now yeah, relinquishing my title. It was time. The fourth person we have here with here today was the runner-up in this tournament. He uh, almost came in and, and, and swept the big prize. It was a very close race there, and that is Steve B. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, pumped to be here. Uh, my second full episode, not counting any draft-type stuff. And I agree with what Grant was saying before, revisiting twins as a 36-year-old as opposed to like a 12-year-old. <laughs> was a little bizarre. Um, sometimes I like leaving things in the past, but I have some mixed feelings about this one. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the movie that you selected to, that, that, that was the runner-up to yes. this was Anaconda. Yeah, Anaconda. I thought it was going to take it, because again, I think Anaconda has that twins you know, factor where you remember it as a kid. And, um, but I think Arnold and, and DeVito were, were tough to, to beat, and ultimately my CGI... Snake went down. Yeah, but you're here to uh, you're here to discuss it with with the winner here. Last last year, uh, our 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 good old pal Jay Dowski uh, had Super Troopers that lost to Roadhouse, and he was so disgusted that he de- declined the invite to the event. It was a, it was a shameful act, yeah. <laughs> undignified, not undignified. Very, Jay, yes, not very sportsmanlike, no. but. Hey, you know what? He stood by his guns there, and uh, RDB had to step in for it. Definitely check out that Roadhouse episode. It was a lot of fun. Great episode. Great movie. And Steve, <laughs> as you said, you this is your second 
full episode. And the last time you were here, it was the four of us. And we were talking about a very, very different movie than Twins. We were talking about 12 Years a Slave, which was a super, uh, super intense kind of experience preparing for that and, and talking about that. But I think the episode came out real good, Steve. What was, uh, this, since this is your second time back here, what was the, the fallout there from that episode coming out? Yeah, I mean, I, I love films and I love talking films. And to be able to, I never really sat down with a group of people and dissected a movie. I mean, I guess since film class and in college. So to be able to sit down with folks that know films and, and discuss something so deep like that respectfully was a lot of fun. And I sent it to some people that I knew and, and got some great feedback, which was awesome. That's great. Great. Yeah, it was a hell, hell of a movie, too. Yeah. Dissected yeah. for the first time, too. <laughs> Basically, I mean, like, the, just, I mean, the quality of the movie, mm-hmm. more you know, more so than the subject matter. But I am yeah. hyped to to let my hair down a little bit and relax a little bit. Yeah. This is much more low key. Did you not read the source material? Yeah, you didn't, read the, <laughs> you didn't read Julius's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't spend your week reading the novelization of Twins. <laughs> It was nice. It was nice to relax. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We did get some great feedback on that episode, and, and it's it's always different doing these things because with this list of, of 93 movies, they really, like, while they're all Best Picture winners, you get a whole mixed bag of movies, mm-hmm. and some of them are oh, sure. super serious, some of them are super light, yeah. and other ones are just not what you'd expect. Right. So uh, we, we mix in these honorary and these bonus episodes just to kind of mix up the mood and, and lighten things up a little bit. Branch uh, out a little bit. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And it can't all be heavy. We have to be able to sit here and laugh, too. Yeah, it goes full spectrum. That's absolutely it. But we did get some good feedback on that, that 12 Years a Slave episode. I think, Joey, you, you run our Letterboxd account, and we had uh, some people... Reach yeah. out to you there on that people one. really enjoyed it on Letterboxd, and actually that was the most comments we got. Mm-hmm. And people just talking about how they really liked hearing us, how we broke it down and never thought about certain things, certain ways. So it was really fun to interact that way because I think so much of our interaction is on Twitter. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. So it was really nice having someone who's not following us on Twitter, who hopefully is now, really come back to us. So thank you, Stewie Griffin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so am I hearing there was a lot of comments, more comments than normal, so maybe I should be asked back on, on other films. Yeah, that's right. I'm not, not just ones that you win your, well, win your way on. We have to see how this one does. <laughs> Tw- yeah, twins is the real test. Yeah, yeah. You can get twins to work. I'll retweet it to my 10 followers. <laughs> that's right, and you can follow Steve on, on, on Twitter now. He has a new account, a Steve on Film. Is it at Steve on Film? At Steve on Film. You right, big- make, make it 11 and 12. Come on. There we go. He's building up his followers, and you kind of do a little uh, a little flashback of like this day in history in in film right now. It's kind of yeah, that's my shtick. I'm just looking at what's going, what happened in this day. Yeah, that's cool. That's I love I'm a good gimmick. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I, mean, I follow, I'm one of the fo- I think I was follower three. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the ten. Yes, yeah. so. that's right. And another one of those ten followers on there is the Worst Picture Cast, and the Worst Hell Picture yeah. Cast is up and running. Right. Joey and Grant. I'm, I'm honored to have the two hosts of Worst Picture Cast here, our official spinoff. Yep. Your first episode on Miami Connection came out, and yeah. talk to us a little bit about that and how, how that went. Yeah, that was different. That was a week ago today that we uh, that, that released, and Worst Picture Cast is our spinoff to really pay homage to some really terrible movies that are a whole lot of fun. <laughs> the underbelly of, yeah. <laughs> of, of film. Right, as much as we talk about The 12 Years a Slave, and then even Twins, there's a whole other movie... <laughs> world well below that under the surface that that is really fun to watch and i'm i'm happy that we're uh we're maybe opening some eyes in it in the best picture world yeah just just like how how twins and roadhouse you know kind of branching out this is a little bit more of a reach 
And, you know, hopefully people, the Venn diagram of, of best picture film buffs and, <laughs> yeah, and then crappy movie film buffs are, uh, you know, hopefully there was an overlap there. And the best, pic- the best part about these B movies is you're not getting any over 90 minutes. So there's no wow, commitment. Okay. You get to just get in, have fun, and get out. And the episodes, too, are under 90 minutes. Yes. <laughs> we're, make, we're making that a point to not, to not spend too much time in these, right. in these movies. In, have fun, get out. Just like the movies. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you this, because someone listening might say, "Well, like, would wouldn't twins qualify for the worst picture cast?" So, you're shaking your head. No, no. twins does not qualify for worst it does, picture it cast. Does, no. Explain it to me not. why what why it doesn't make the cut there. It's a it's a massive. It's a major studio release. Mm-hmm. It made two hundred million dollars in the box office. It's it just it's just too big for what we want. And it's actually quite frankly probably too good for what we want. Way too good for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're looking for um, inexperienced passion projects, right. people that gotcha. have no idea how to make movies, and um, just really giving it their all and falling flat. Right, right. So um, the worst isn't the worst isn't just the narrative here. It's literally the how the movie's made and the, right. the production. We're looking production like of it. B movies. We're looking like, hey guys, me and Grant wrote a script. Kieran and Steve, you guys want to be in it? We'll pay you with beer. <laughs> that's what we're looking for. Here. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to develop here. You know, that, that is a spinoff. So you guys are taking the ball and running with that. So I kind of listen like everybody else with those. And I did watch and listen, watch and listen to to Miami Connection, and it was quite what was your take? What was quite your take? interesting experience. Well. <laughs> It, it was just an interesting experience. I'll leave, it at, I'll leave it at that for now. But I encourage anyone to go out. It's on Tubi with my Tubi. own connection. Watch Tubi, it on yeah. Tubi and then listen for to free. the episode. You'll think you'll have fun with it. So, as we mentioned, this Twins was the winner of our Sub-50 tournament. It was the second Sub-50 tournament we did. Yeah. And now that the calendar's turned over here, we're on our second Harfest tournament. It's Ooh, been a lot of right. fun. We did a full draft. We had a full uh, draft lottery to pick the selections. You can listen to our preview episode. Which was a massive hit. The preview episode was one of our most downloaded episodes. Today. That's awesome. It's a great episode. Yeah, we did the we got we, everybody involved. We broke down the draft with the with the killer bees from the chariots of fire episode. A <laughs> lot, lot of wishing they saw things. A lot of heat. <laughs> lot, they got a lot of heat Half for the that. Bees. Half the bees. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Melissa and Adam from Below Freezing joined us to to break down the bracket suit. So that was a lot of fun. It's a great episode. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Worst picture case commercial. That's right, yeah. the first picture cast commercial debut, so it was good stuff there. Yeah. And we're down to eight, but by the time that this airs, we will have a winner. Right. So we're we're at the start of our Eerie Eight here, yep. in the which is our quarterfinals. I'll just read those eight movies off, just so you know them. We have The Thing versus Poltergeist. We have Doctor Sleep versus Screen 2. We have Aliens versus The Exorcist. And we have The Bride of Frankenstein versus It Follows. So nice. those are the eight movies that are left. I... The way this thing's gone, I mean, it could be anything that wins at this yeah, point. Really, I, Melissa I and I battling on the left side of that bracket. Yeah, that's right. The double yeah. matchup. Steve, we're, we're just in watching this tournament and voting a little bit, which, which movies kind of surprise you, both good and bad? Because I think everybody here was a little shocked with certain certain things. Yeah, I mean, Poltergeist probably, just because, I don't know, not a lot of people talk about that one, but I rewatched that recently. The special effects were awesome. So it kind of surprised me and it had me watch it again, which I hadn't watched in a while, so... That was probably the biggest surprise for me. It follows right when it went in the draft. I was like, damn, I should have picked that one. <laughs> because I just felt like that one was going to get hot. It's a newer one. It's cool. It's solid flick. Yeah, it's a good one. And uh, so that surprised me, but didn't, I guess. Right. Yeah, the It Follows is one that I've watched since we've yeah. done the drafting and the previewing. And I was sucked in from the second. I really... Really was f- fully uh, fully engaged there with that one. So. My wife hadn't seen it follows, and the other day you know, we watched, and then I saw that come up. No, it was after Twins because it's on Peacock, and I was like, "Oh, it follows," and she was like, "Oh yeah, somebody drafted that, right?" 
and we turn it on, she was in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah it, 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 it really pulls right. you right in. That leaves Adam still in there, Melissa's still in there, Joey, you have two movies in yeah. there. I think Jay and Ari in there. Everyone else yeah. got bounced. Yeah. Know. Adam has his two against each other. Me and Melissa have our two against each other. Yeah, should be. Jay and Ari. Jay and Ari going head to head. Exorcist and, and Aliens. So. Exorcist. What about that going to have to go to the save bracket? Yeah, but it's back. It, it's it's rose back. From it's the back. Dead. It's yeah. fire. People are not letting that go down again. Yeah, no. Holy crap. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. We're leaving the horror there. We're moving to complete this sub-50 deal here. And uh, the movie's Twins. So I'm going to start with you, Joey, because you picked the movie. What's kind of your what was your experience with twins before this project before getting set up for the sub 50 and all that? I saw it as a kid with my cousin. My cousin, um, I was staying with them for the summer and remember watching it just over and over and thinking it was the funniest thing ever. To like how little at this point? Little. Yeah. First, second grade. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, throughout the years, I would kind of revisit it here and there, but I always was attached to there. Then when we got into the draft. I was I went more character based this time or actor based. So I was like Arnold and DeVito. So I rewatched Twins. I was like, oh, that was really bad, but it's really funny. <laughs> but it's funny. So that's where I picked it, and I guess people agree. It was interesting that this that this won this tournament, and we we did say just looking the field coming in. I have no idea what's going to happen. Right. They were all just based on the there standards. Was, there was no clear winner. Right. Yeah, they had yeah. to be under fifty percent on audience and right. on. Uh, critic. So the movies that we selected were all super wacky and stuff. So I, I don't think any of us really knew what it was going to be. And, and the fact that Twins won, win, I'm still a little confused as to how or why this one won. But I think it's Schwarzenegger and DeVito. I really yeah. do. Because there was no Roadhouse this year. There was no... Right. Like last year, I think looking at it, we all kind of knew that Roadhouse and Super Troopers, anything else would have been a surprise. Like those were clearly what was heading its way. Yeah. I think this way it was a lot of like, what the hell am I voting for here sometimes? So a lot of it, I think people were like, all right, these two are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quick pick. Quick. They see twins. Like, oh, twins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they didn't yeah, still stop to think about what they're doing. <laughs> like, what is it? Because I don't think people think, what is an episode going to sound like? Yeah, no, I'm, they're not. Yeah, they're not. Draft, they're not selecting for the episode. Right, they're just selecting their favorite movie right. group, yeah. or what they what they think of first. Like it's just an initial reaction. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's scrolling on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So Grant, you, you said that this was like a childhood favorite of yours. Oh yeah. And is it one that you've kind of watched over the years? Are you flat out this revisiting was one um, I haven't seen in, in decades? I mean, I like Joey. So I, I probably saw it when it first came out of VHS. So like '89 when I was in kindergarten, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably watched it a bunch as a kid. Didn't watch it too much growing up. And then, you know, I would catch it from time to time and be like, oh, I understand so much more about <laughs> the jokes now. <laughs> right. um, and then I, then for this tournament is when I gave it the full, the full watch. Yeah, because yeah. it's not really a kid's movie. No. No. I put it on with my kid in the first 10 minutes. So like, they're, they're just... Throwing shit all over the place. Not <laughs> literal shit, the, the word shit. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, she They're can't also watch throwing this. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, and it's yeah, rated she... PG. Right. Is it yeah. PG? Yeah. Uh, motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. A lot of that's, just, I mean, this... that's how it was back. Different yeah, words. Language sure. didn't matter in the past. Best but... action hero, which we'll probably mention at some point. Like, that was PG also? That was either PG or maybe PG 13. That's probably PG 13. But it was kind of like. It's dark. Dark, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I was watching it, and I think we got I got to the point where Arnold busted DeVito out of jail. I was like, yeah, you can't watch this. <laughs> I was like, how could bullshit walk? I'm like, you, you can't, no. Right. The content, the content. Oh, yeah. It, it, so, this one for me, like when I was little, this was on what, what was 
what we know as Channel 11 with WPIX yeah. and it became WB, the WB network. Right, sure. It was on like all the time. That was like their Monday night movie and I just, just have images of the two of them walking in the suits and, and doing mm-hmm. that. So it's really something that was on and obviously very heavily edited because it's on network TV. Sure. So I, I was allowed to watch it a lot. But really no distinct memory other than kind of just the images of them together because I highly sure. doubt I was sitting in there watching it front to end. And then I just revisited for this tournament, you know, leading into it just because it was one of the movies that I was thinking might do well. So I might want to pick it. So I watched right. it and I was like, oh, I can see why it is sub 50. <laughs> Very clearly not a good movie. A, a fun movie in, in some aspects. And we'll talk about this as we go. It's just another one of those movies that you think you've seen when you were little and right. then you watch it. And it's just it's way, cool. way different. How about you, Steve? Yeah. yeah, you hit it on the head. Like when I thought of twins before this i remember like oh yeah it was hilarious so funny with you know the suits and them walking with the shades on and then i watch it and and i'll be honest i have some positives to say about about it but it didn't really make me laugh often whereas i rewatched i'm thinking i was just trying to think of another movie i watched as a child that i thought was really funny and then i watched it recently and laughed a lot and it was heavyweights and around the same time I was watching a lot of these movies that just happened to be on those channels. That's the one with Ben Stiller. And yeah. It's just like another like early 90s like comedy. Or Mrs. Doubtfire or whatever. Like I found myself laughing at them as an adult. Right. And I'm sitting watching Twins. I'm sure we'll get into this more. And I, I, I'm wanting to laugh because Arnold's face is so, you know, Arnold. <laughs> and like, I'm like waiting to laugh. And I just felt like the comedy wasn't there for me. Heavyweights is way better than this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it is. It is. Yes. I rewatched Heavyweights yeah. a couple weeks it's ago. Ridiculous. It's, it's hysterical. It's, it's an Apatow movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Ben and Ben Stiller is maybe one of the best all time villains. Yeah. I just had to. I, I just it just popped into my head like a movie I rewatched recently that I used to watch all the time as a kid. It's a blast. I raised really some similar questions watching this one as to what genre this is because I mean it, it's, I, it's a comedy I'm sure it's, yeah it takes a weird tonal shift at the end yeah, yeah it takes a few weird tonal yeah. shifts and I'm gonna talk about the score a little bit here too <laughs> the score makes no sense <laughs> the score is it sounds like someone uh, made, took four scores couldn't figure out and just was like you know what you each get a quarter yeah or yeah. or someone was just yelling at someone on a piano to do a bunch of different things we'll talk about the scene but I was like googling the name of the song in the country bar um, I die for this dance or whatever yeah I, I like this song oh I, I, I like that song too uh, well, yeah that's, had, that's, I had major Bonnie Raitt vibes yeah I was loving the girl singing it yeah. absolutely some of the driving songs where it's like it goes from a country song to some like weird poppy synth for 30 seconds I was like what is this yeah <laughs> but the the comedy aspect of this though is this a it is I mean no, it's, it's, a it's, a com- it's a comedy it is a comedy but is yes. it funny I mean I, I there were a Few times I laughed. Yeah, it was mostly with Danny DeVito. Milkshake. I'm just Your milkshake. <laughs> like Arnold I'm just made me laugh sure, a few what, times. What are the jokes? Like, where are the jokes? Like, um, I, I don't. know. Is it trying to be unintentionally funny? Is the it joke like, is that he's big and he's little? That's, well, I get, that's a lot. I, yeah, I yeah. get that. Like, I get the irony I'll, and like the the okay, we're gonna these two guys look nothing like each other. We're gonna dress them up the same. We're gonna run them out there and like that's like visually comedic. But like the content though is it's, it's a bad movie. My. <laughs> <laughs> my my quote of the movie is something that is funny to me, and it's it's an interaction. What we can get Vincent is getting a ticket, and the cops like your vehicle is parked in a handicapped spot, and Vincent says, "So do I look normal to you?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, that's funny." That's funny. Yeah. Well, then I hear what you say. Yeah. Yeah. After that, he curses, and 
his lips don't move. They clearly added it after. Oh, really? Yeah, he says something about, like, my ass, and his lips don't move. I mean, my quote is stupid, but it's when Arnold's getting in the boat, Julius, and he goes, he's probably just like me. Like, that made me laugh hysterically. <laughs> well, you know, I think we'll, we'll probably revisit some of these quotes as we go, because I think that all Arnold quotes are probably going to have to be done in a half-assed Arnold voice at some point. But I, I do think it might just be time here to... to, to to start the dive. So we, before let's, we do that, yeah. let's talk about what we're drinking. We need to get nice and uh, nice and sauced up a little bit here for this one. So, uh, Grant, what do you have here today? Um, I have the Sierra Nevada uh, Little Thing Hazy IPA. Okay, it's, it's a great, nice, great, beer. nice hazy IPA that I'm, I'm a fan of. Yeah, yeah, very nice, very nice. I went, I went hazy myself. The last honor episode we did was. The Back to the Future episode, Joey, yeah. there for that. And I did the Two Roads Brewery in that one. Right. And meanwhile, we're talking twins. It's a movie of twos, right? So I have the Two Juicy IPA from Two Roads. That's Two Juicy, T-W-O, Juicy. From the Two Roads Brewery. It's a brewery in Connecticut. It's a hazy, juicy IPA. So I'm, I'm matching your haze there, Grant. And those are just kind of my favorite these days. It's just to get the hazy and the juicy together, yeah. and we've got a good thing going. So, uh, Joey, what do you have there? Um, I want Montauk summer again. It's fall. We're in the horror fest, but I refuse to give up the summer. So I'm going Montauk summer. Strong to that clearance aisle. It's, it's, Hell yeah. We got to move through. <laughs> and Steve. Yeah, and I jumped into the leaf pile this fall. Uh, Greenport leaf pile ale. I love it. It's delicious. Uh, it's not a true pumpkin, but it's definitely a great fall beer. That's and, good. It's uh, a good one. Yeah, I great. haven't stopped off and bought beer in a while. I've been sticking with tequila and fine wines. But I fancy. I, uh, I had one of these on tap, and I had to get a sixer. Yeah, it's been it's been popular this season. We've had it on the on the yeah. pot a couple times, I think, already too. So good stuff there. So I think, gentlemen, I think it's time. The only way to do this is to just rip it off like a band aid here and get let's go get right into this thing. <sighs> let's hear it, Karen. Give us your best. So the year is indeed. 1988, when Twins hit the airwaves in December of 1988. It just got in there at the end of the year. And in 1988, the WWF held a tournament for the Vacant World Heavyweight Championship. As you know, we love a good tournament here at BPC. That's why we're here today. <laughs> That's what we do, basically. That's exactly right. And this tournament was held at WrestleMania Four, and it saw a finals of the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. And, oh, yeah, it was the Macho Man who came out on top. No welfare fraud there. <laughs> What well, to, to Ted Junior went down on welfare fraud. Oh, yes, right. Senior is in there too. Oh God, he has to pay both. it back. He has to pay it back. Boy, the million dollar man getting hit with uh, <laughs> with fraud. Huh? That's financial fraud. Who they know how to write him? Uh, Nineteen eighty eight Stanley Cup Finals saw the defending champion Edmonton Oilers defeat the Boston Bruins in what was a not so clean sweep for the Oilers. During a 3-3 tie in Game 4, the Boston Garden experienced a mid-game power outage. The lights went out in Boston. The league decided to replay the game at the scheduled time and location of Game 5, which was in Edmonton. Edmonton would win that game 6-3, marking the only five-game sweep in Stanley Cup history. The series MVP was Wayne Gretzky. He played his final game as an Oilers uniform in that relocated fifth game in front of the Edmonton crowd. It's world leaders time, guys. This is this is what I this is what I come for. This is what you live for. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. Okay. It's going to be a good one. Right. I mix the mix the countries up a little bit to spice things up. We want to get get around the world. Never, never get too comfortable. Right, of course. So uh, other world leaders outside of the U.S. We had uh, the Japanese Prime Minister was Noboru 
Takashita, the president of Egypt, was Hosni Mubarak, the prime minister of Portugal, was Anibel Antonio Cavaco e Silva, the prime minister of Israel, was Yitzhak Shamir, the president of Brazil, was Jose Sarni, and the prime minister of Australia was Robert J. L. Hawk. No, that survived. Nice. You survived. <laughs> you really gave yourself a chore here. It's not like we're writing these to prank you. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I knew we'd get it in. It's country music song of the year time, guys. Are we ready? Are we strapped in? Yeah, let's do it. We feeling good. It's not, it's not the song from Twins. It's not the song from That's Twins. No, it is. It's a good song. It's a good song. I like it. I, I do too. I do too. And uh, the country music song of the year was it's the uh, CMA song of the year by KT Oslin, and the song is called '80s Ladies." So this is the time where we like to guess what the song, the country music song, is about here based on the title. So, '80s Ladies." Grant, I'll have you go first here. I don't think it's about women in their '80s. I think it's about the modern woman. Okay, the modern woman. Do you do you want to expand on it or? Uh, it's like an independent thing. It's kind of like they're, you know, we can be our own people okay. kind of thing. Hmm. Steve, this is your first crack at one of these, uh, one of these guests of the country lyrics here. So 80s ladies, what do you think here? 80s ladies, my guess, you know, they're, they're, it's a song about someone's grandmother. Okay. okay. Golden girls yeah, focused. Like a, yeah, like a, women in their 80s, they're very wise. Okay. And uh, I'm sure that's mixed into the song somehow. Joey, what do you think here? 80s ladies. Yeah, I've got to think it's like from coming from like working girl movie into like women into like more corporate structured workplace yeah. doing cocaine with oh. the dudes. Wow. Really just getting into, the, turn. <laughs> getting into the lifestyle and just, you know, make, making their own way type thing. Okay. All right. So, you know, I, after reading the lyrics, I'm not even that sure what the hell this song's about either, but... Uh, and how this one lyric of the year is, is odd. I, I think it should have gone to the Twins song there at the dance. But I want to say Grant probably wins. He's probably the closest. But So it seems that these, that these are a, a group of friends that grew up in the 50s. Okay. And now it's the 80s. And they're like reflecting on the decades that got them there, more or less. Okay. I, mean, I suppose. But that's that's really making the song sound a hell of a lot deeper than it is. So here, here, here are the lyrics here from 80s Ladies. And I, I gotta say, too, before I start this, like, I'm a country music fan. I think I'm the lone country music fan here in the, in the BBC yeah. universe. No, I love it. This is not... Oh, oh it's all Steve that. likes it. Yes, it's, uh, Steve likes that shit. That's right. This is not a good song. This is this is a tough listen. I, I, I hit play and was expecting, like, something, like, in, in the lines of, like, um, girls just want to have fun or, like, uptown okay. or, like, something upbeat. I would think something upbeat yeah, for this. Yeah, it, it was slow and dreary It was, it was and like, odd. it was like, they used to be, used, this used to be my playground kind of feel. Yeah, odd, odd stuff. So, okay. it, we have, here we go. We were the girls of the 50s, stoned rock and rollers in the 60s, and more than our names got changed as the 70s clipped on by. Now we're 80s ladies... There ain't been much these ladies ain't tried. Oh, we burned our bras, and we burned our dinners, and we burned our candles at both ends. There you go, 80s ladies. So I, again, don't fully know what they're, go- <laughs> what they're yeah. going for in that, but they had the, they had the ears of the, of the people, the country lovers of 1988. Oh, there you go. Hey, listen, whatever. People, can't, people react to things differently. It was, is it a movie or something, or is it... Like, I don't think so. I just, it just was a song. And I mean, hey, listen, we're going to talk about twins now. And that had, that had captured the hearts of America as well. And I'm, I'm still confused a little bit about that. 
But Twins was directed by Ivan Reitman. It was produced by Ivan Reitman and Michael C. Gross. The original screenplay was written by William Davies, William Osborne, Timothy Harris, and Herschel Weingrad. They needed four guys here to crack together to put this thing. <laughs> um, the music was by Georges Delarue and Randy Edelman. Cinematography by Andrzej Barkowiak. And they're going to get me on this time around. That's how they're going to get me. And film editing by Don Shabern and Sheldon Kahn. Twins is starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, Kelly Preston, Chloe Webb, Marshall Bell, Bonnie Barlett, David Caruso, and the legendary Jeff Beck, who can be seen on yeah. guitar. Which is in crazy. That scene. Yeah, see Jeff fucking Beck up there. Hell yeah. And, Solo in a way. And today is Kelly Preston's birthday. Uh, is that right? Yeah, on wow. recording day. It's okay. Kelly Preston. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty yeah. bizarre. I'm gonna have some positive things to say about Kelly Preston here today. Uh, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, well, names are bringing back the Titanic is very formative. Yeah, it was <laughs> a formative experience. I, I think we're all gonna speak highly of <laughs> Kelly Preston. <laughs> yes, and her wardrobe was fantastic in this as well. Everything. Particularly her, her night gear. Um, so twins was. Which might be the surprise of some of our listeners. It was nominated for zero Oscars. No. Zero Oscars. What is the Academy doing? I know, right? How no many, BAFTAs either. How Come many on. Golden Globes was it nominated for? It was nominated for <laughs> Golden Globes. It did get a Globe nomination. For what? For Best Song, written by Skip Scarborough and performed by Little Richard Twins. Doing the closing credits. Oh, that there. song? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Grant's eyes are bulging right that now. Song, <laughs> that song gave me a nosebleed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so uh, it, it did get a globe nod there. And uh, it won a Kids' Choice Award. The, Nick, the Nickelodeon uh, mm. blimp. Like the orange yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For, for Best Actor. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, I think that's like that's that, completely appropriate. That tracks. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and as you know by now, it was sub fifty on Rotten Tomatoes. It's qualified <laughs> for this for this tournament, and uh, there was it was a forty three critic and a thirty nine audience, and it's IMDb score. I know Steve, you're more of an IMDb uh, ratings guy when yeah. it comes to these things. Six point one. So where do where did you? Six point one. Where does that? Do you think that stacks up with what it should be with some of the others? I don't. I don't process the IMD ones as, as easily. Yeah, I mean, I just looked up heavyweights before as we were sitting here, and that six six. I would have expected like a five point eight. Yeah, I thought twins like, would be lower. Yeah, you know? I think that's high across all ratings. Yeah, yeah. Six, than six something is not yeah. horrible. I mean, yeah. I've seen a lot of movies. I can't rattle them off off the top of my head, but um, it's, it's Arnold no, and DeVito I'm, bumping up the voting. Yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah. Heavyweights is would not have qualified for this specific tournament because it's twenty nine percent critics, seventy seven audience. Yeah, no, I'm, so, yeah. I'm surprised it's that low for the crit. I guess they just thought it was a stupid kids movie. Yeah, yeah but that was full, isn't full of fart joke. And he doesn't have his name that at that well, point. Well, thank then. God it wasn't that because heavyweights would have been three hours. <laughs> Another forty five minutes of just it would, have, it would have been so bloated. I don't really know where to start with this with this movie twins here. It's it's an interesting one. We mentioned worst picture cast before. Grant and, and Joey Captain, that new spinoff here. And you guys do things a little different there. Your format's a little different. There's, yep. there's some things are in the spirit of, of Best Picture Cast right. or something to do we the kept the DNA. Yeah. One of the things you do, which I really got a, a, a kick out of, I thought it was hilarious, is that you do like kind of a quick synopsis of the movie. You don't share it with each other, you just have each one of you do it. So I had you guys do the same thing for this movie here. Sure. Me and Steve are going to hear it fresh out of the air here because we haven't Great. heard them either. So, so Joey, give us give us your, your quick synopsis right. here. Um, six dudes plus one girl equals Julius and Vincent. 
wildly different twins living in different worlds. Everyone thinks they are alone or that everyone else is dead. In this comedy, <laughs> twin love is real. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. All right, here's, here's mine. <clears throat> the product of a perverse government eugenics experiment <laughs> learns that he has a low-life twin brother in L.A. They also have psychic powers. <laughs> And that's it. That's, that's, that's literally what that's we it. do. <laughs> I, like I think I learned more in that than I did watching. <laughs> <laughs> Completely honest with you. Right, well, before so, we get into it, I want to ask a question. All right. Well, there's going to be a lot of questions. No, but yeah, this, this is, is, this is like pre. All right. So depending on who signed with who, there's a version of this movie where Julius is played by Hulk Hogan and Vincent's played by Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, I read that. Wow. So, Steve, all right. Whoa. Hold on a second. My my head's spinning. So, Steve, you, earlier this week, you asked me if I saw the alternate casting for this movie. And I said no. And you said, oh, we'll we'll wait till we record. And I didn't look at anything. I literally, for this movie, I figured you guys would do some research. And I didn't do any research whatsoever. Yeah. Other than just the the regular facts about about who made it and whatnot. Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. So, if they didn't do Suburban Commando, Hogan, uh, Schwarzenegger would have done Suburban Commando and... Hogan and Lloyd would have come and done twins. And Suburban Commando qualified for this tournament and was on my draft board. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny that they had another one flew over the cuckoo's nest patient. (laughs) Yeah. It's good casting. Well, I, you know. Oh, God. I mean, I I would have, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it any other way than this. I would have to think that that's a worse movie. It is. And probably one that doesn't. Just by Hulk Hogan alone, it's a worse movie. Hulk Hogan's not as funny or like, like, he's not. Whatever funny might have been lost on us in adults, I don't think would have been there when we were kids. I also don't know that Christopher Lloyd as like a leading actor has aged really well. I mean, outside of outside of Back to the Future, is he really known for much? Camp Nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we hit Heavyweights and Camp Nowhere in the same pot. Yeah, right. It's appropriate. That was, that, was the, that was the Dante's Peak to Volcano. <laughs> we're making great time. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned Dante's Peak and Volcano there. This volcano was in this tournament yeah. too. I have another kind of similar thing to talk about with that because we have it, we we this is the third time we've brought up twins here on on BPC. We of course Grant, you and I and, and Jay Dowski, we did yes. our Arnold episode when we did Gentleman's Agreement, which just, is kind of a because thing. why yeah. not? That's exactly right. Yeah. Midwinter, we needed to entertain ourselves. And uh, we went through Arnold's entire filmography yes. for whatever reason. So we did about a minute blurb <laughs> on, on Twins. We also mentioned Twins in the Rain Man episode because Twins and Rain Man were basically box office. A week apart. Yeah, we, yeah. They, they led the, the, their respective weeks in box office in consecutive weeks. Yeah, a lot of similarities. Between right. Between and in that so, blurb, yeah. Grant, you mentioned the similarities between them. You mentioned a couple of the things, the road trip. The dancing. The, the, no, no, you didn't mention the dancing. The dancing. But yeah. there's, there's, there's a few. So if, we just, if you look at the few different ones, we have the brother, Long Lost Brothers united here, right. separated at a young age, reunited. You have them teaching each other to dance. You have them getting new suits. Yeah. Matching suits. Cross-country trip. The cross-country trip. You have the older one is uh, socially awkward and, and a virgin coming into the movie, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go. Yeah. I mean, it's hey, not exactly well, apples to apples. Julius, I mean, I mean. He's right, though. Vincent calls it out, not me. I mean, what do you. You're a virgin? No, I don't put. Why did Julius. <laughs> Listen. Uh, Dustin Hoffman and Schwarzenegger versions for very different reasons. <laughs> We're making connections. Well, why did Julius... well, there's the kiss scene, is what I'm saying. That's right. kind of why I'm saying. Why did Julius know? Why was Julius ashamed of being a virgin? Like, is that what? What book did he learn that in on his island? 
Was he ashamed? He was like, oh, that's personal. Oh, I got a little defensive. Yeah, yeah. He, he got a little weird about it. Nice. But that's yeah, a social well, construct. I, 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 it's I, not I a think, book construct. But I think in books you kind of, I'm sure that you read about it. How much was he reading more than the pragmatic facts of birds and bees? I have a lot of questions about what he learned on the island and what he didn't and, and what was new to him when he came out and whatnot, too. So we, one of the things that we're doing now is we're doing a, a nitpick section at the end. We started out for the Back to the Future one because some of these honor episodes have just kind of been nitpicks throughout. So I made it kind of like a, a group of nitpicks so I'm saying at the end. And then I noticed that my notes and my nitpicks were pretty much all the same. Yes, <laughs> my notes are nitpicks. There's yeah, just so not... We're going to try to manage these the best we can here. I, I do want to start with this... God, with this facility to start this thing, we go into right. what we, they're taking us into what looks like Hannibal Lecter's lair. Yeah, it looks like something out of like uh, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, what the yeah. hell? Opening <laughs> shot of this movie is just. It looks like a horror movie. It yeah, is like, wacko. Uh, it looks like it's. Uh, what is it? Yeah, American Asylum. Horror Story yeah. Asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for what's his name? Hot, what, uh, uh, tall guy, the doctor. Yeah. Was he was in Babe the Pigs. The yeah, Cromwell. Cromwell, yeah. 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 You get your, your general exposition like you'd have in any movie. You get the, young, you got a young Heather Graham. Yeah, 18 years un- old. Is that right? Yeah. That's yeah. right. Second yeah. thing. Un- un- uncredited. Taken quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you yeah. got to get off on this. Yeah. <laughs> uncredited Heather Graham. Just all yeah. these these peaks of male perfection. One tall, good-looking guy and a bunch of, bunch of fucking guys who nerds. look like they're about to fall off a treadmill. And then yeah. Heather Graham. <laughs> yeah. Holy. I was like, God damn. I didn't think she did anything before um, Swingers. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. a swingers too. Right? She is. Yeah. Voiceover. The voiceover from, yes. is from the German doctor that right. he lives with in the South. Yeah, yeah. I never thought he would actually want to leave this. Island. I mean, <laughs> what, what about this high-end medical facility? In quotes, not realizing that there was two children. Like at no point they did a sonogram. Well, let, let, we're not. Uh, it's impossible. Yeah, but, <laughs> I don't yeah, think this is possible. <laughs> this isn't Back to the Future where there's no nitpicks when you think a little hard. Well, it's a. It's a yeah. so, I yeah, want to yeah. table Arnold for a second here. I want want to talk to Vito first. Uh-huh. And I I couldn't help but in watching the kind of intro to him, he you know does the oh, hop out of bed and roll out of the window and hop into the car kind of routine there. I just couldn't help but think of Frank Reynolds on Always Sunny. Oh, 100%. I mean, it, yeah, 100%. and this whole role just seemed like a precursor to, to what he would be doing with Always Sunny the, for all the years. I know I'm – I don't – are you guys – Steve, you're kind of lukewarm with Always Sunny. I've seen Sunny. a bunch. I've I seen like, every episode. Like oh, Joe, you aren't. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. I thought I could – I, I like it too. Yeah. Okay, I thought I was going to yeah. kind of be the lone Always Sunny. I, one of my notes is that without – Julia showing up, Vincent just has to change his identity and is Frank Reynolds. Frank Reynolds is an alternate timeline right. version of Vincent. Right. Yeah, totally. Like and fakes his death and moves to Philadelphia. Yeah, and moves changes to Philadelphia. name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I have to think that he definitely pulled some of hundred percent of Julie of um sorry Vincent in, in, into that role when he started that. And Especially then, early on when he was getting his feet with it. Yeah, and the Frank Reynolds character obviously devolves as it <laughs> goes. It's not the same. Early. Like first season, he's still wearing a suit and his hair is combed. DeVito coming in, it's, uh, how big of a star do we think he was at this point? Because this is pre-Batman. It's pre-Batman, but this was after, so he was in Taxi, mm-hmm. right? He was in Taxi. Was he, he in Ruthless People? He was nominated for the Oscar in, in terms of endearment. Okay. Right? And there's weird Oscar connections to a lot of people involved in this movie, which is kind of a very... Very much has hers. Also, a throw mama from the train, train, I think, was the previous year. Yeah, right. Too, and that Ruthless was People was two years Ruthless before. People was a highly regarded comedy uh, that came out in eight, that came out in eighty six. He was in the Ghostbusters music video. I don't think that made his made his fame. No, <laughs> but Johnny Dangerously, he was in. John with uh, Michael Keaton. Was a, was a, so yeah, he had, he had, Devito has pelts on his horse. Yeah, and he this was is recognizable. Arnold's, and this is Arnold's really first step into the comedic realm. 
here as far as like straight comedy. Yeah, and the action is after like Predator and Commando, Commando and uh, Running Man. Yeah, Running that. Man was his previous one right before this. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. So. So this is his first foray into comedy. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can kind of tell that in in his approach to this one because honestly, yeah. I I think you know Steve, we watched Last Action Hero. Mm. I had never seen that yeah. for this tournament. We, you know, you, that was one of your picks, and you wanted me to check it out. And we, we watched that one. It was um, it was really good. I was surprised with yeah. his acting in that. I thought his acting was like really super strong in that. His acting is not good in this one. I mean, it's no. it's real rough. It's I, real I don't rough. think he's considered a good actor. No, but at, at least as he grows into it a little bit, this was just his first time not being the big strong guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's not considered a good actor, or, or or you never you never take some time to consider that at all because. He's doing other things that don't expose it. Right. Making him like these, this intellectual, like enlightened being in this movie really kind of forces him to act. Right. And it's yeah. like this, he's much funnier in like a kindergarten cop where he's still he's just like a big cop kind of playing a role. Well, I think they because that's 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 right after this. Right. I mean, again. Yeah. And so this is the same director and you have him. So I think they get to kind of correct some of right. their mistakes. They played through a strength more in kindergarten. Well, yeah. I think junior too, right? Yeah, and Junior. Oh, we, don't, they all we, don't talk, we don't talk about Junior. <laughs> we don't talk about Junior. Yeah, Junior. They all, all the whole party comes back together because yeah. you get to Vito and and right in an end, boy, and and Arnold there too. So, Steve, in in being reintroduced to this one, you know, wh- what were you expecting to see out of Arnold, and like, what did you get? Because it it is a little jarring at, at first. Yeah, I don't know. I was really, uh, I was kind of loving Arnold. I mean, <laughs> he's not a good actor, but I think. Him and DeVito together were like, their chemistry is what made this something. Right. Yeah. From the screenplay yeah. being wonky and like just it being a little bit all over the place. We'll talk about the cronies later and, and, and stuff like that because I have some things to say about that. But I don't know, something about Arnold, like his smile and his his ridiculous muscles. Like, <laughs> like And I'll, I'll talk about more of those muscles later. Um, he just... Is something about him that's enjoyable yeah. and yeah. endearing, and his this his smile. I don't know. He just I, he does. It's bad acting. I'm not saying right. it's good acting, <laughs> yeah. but I like him on screen. It, it, well, it work. It works for his character being yeah. such a fish out of water. Yeah. And I do agree that the chemistry with Devito is really really strong. They rock. Yeah. yeah. And I also I also really appreciate that he didn't take himself too seriously. Like he wore the stupid outfit with the suit, giant suit jacket, and the shorts, and this. And the high socks. And the high socks. Like, yeah. he, he's coming off movies, all his previous movies, he's a badass. Yeah. Right? Like, think about him in Predator. Like, he's not... Sure. And now he comes in and he's, and he's you know, he's he's in on the joke a little bit. So I actually really appreciate that about him. And I think that made me enjoy him a lot more. And yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Joe. Like, his career could have gone down a different path. Because... He kind of had the body of work where you could see maybe he would want to continue to just take himself super seriously. If you look at a Stallone, and they have the, the wink at the audience That's Stallone funny, joke yeah. here where he looks at the poster and then looks at his yeah. arm and kind of rolls his eyes or whatever he does. Or gives him the hand wave. Yeah. Um, Stallone is kind of a guy that pretty much continued to take himself seriously. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. he didn't really go into a foray of comedy where he probably should have, maybe, you know? Yeah, because I think it's it's just an endearing quality to be able to be like, oh, okay, he gets it. Like, he gets that. He's he, in, he's his muscles are ridiculous looking. Yeah. He gets that. But he's having fun with it, and that's okay. And I think that makes him just more likable and just opens him up to more things. Yes, I mean, Steve, you said we're going to talk the muscles later. Let's just talk about the muscles now. I mean, I mean, let's, right, so, uh, yeah, let's, let's hear it. 
I'm just gonna drop my MVP then. It's it's Arnold's Cavs. Um, <laughs> like I Some mean, monster Cavs. Well, I had two MVPs. Arnold Arnold's Cavs. Arnold's right right Cav and, and left Cav. <laughs> and, and Hugh O'Brien's chest hair. I mean, in that tank top. But, okay. but, I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, he was losing Burt Reynolds vibes. That good, yeah. But yeah, no, his his calves look almost fake when he's walking around those sneakers and the socks. Yeah. I mean. It's like it reminded me of Entourage. I've been rewatching that a little bit, and Johnny Drama wants like calf implants. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm looking at Arnold. Where do you get those calves, Arnold? You know, they're just <laughs> ridiculous. There's a there's a, a the, the scene in the gas station where the wow wow or whatever that that was his shirt rips off and and uh, just the uh, super close up with the bicep. Devito has such a the, the Frank Reynolds <laughs> delivery of yeah. you're all swelled up. You look like you're ready to explode. <laughs> <laughs> Your back's even worse. And I have also never heard anyone compare muscles to North Dakota before. Yeah. Your back looks like North Dakota. I mean, that's, the, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm going to beat up the screenwriters a little bit here, but that's a pretty, that's a pretty funny line there. <laughs> yeah. This is different. Uh, he's, he's pretty yoked up in this one here. Oh my God. Those calves, those calves are, are just something to be old. It's like a frying pan stuff. I'm I'm trying to like, what shape is that? It looks like my frying pan. Right. Kelly, Kelly Preston's looking into the mirror and turning the mirror. I wanted to be like, yeah, turn it over here too. Right. Yeah. This, this is definitely, we kind of were, were teasing a little bit early on like, is this a comedy? Whereas this is definitely, there is, there's, this is a visual physical comedy that they're using here. I mean, it's, they're, it's the... They're relying on the disparity between Schwarzenegger and DeVito as like 90% of the jokes. Right. right, And, and, the, and they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're banking on that real hard. Oh, yeah. And, and we're going to just beat this thing into the ground that, they're, that they do the yeah. same mannerisms at the same time. Like, well, like they... Yeah. they, they that, their, that, at the very last scene, they're like, they're, they're right. stretching the ear at the same time. Even the, eating the even food. In front of the Chinese theater, when before they even meet, they each do the same exact thing just walk separate yeah, yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, like, there's like... Butt or whatever. Right. Whatever. Yeah. And I, that one bothered me a little bit less, probably because it was the first time they did it, not the 80th time by the end of the movie. <laughs> but, but at least like they didn't know each other. It's like, oh, wow, they're still connected, though they don't know each other. But when they're eating dinner together and finishing each other's weird lines they say while they're eating, I don't know who really does that to, be, right. to begin with, yeah. over the lips and down, yeah. the, down to the, the hips. Gums. Yes, the gums. the gums. stomach, here it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Joy, what do you think about eggplant parma and a glass of milk? Oh, we're going to talk dairy here. <laughs> what gonna the fuck? Are giving the guy a beer, though? He just got... He just. He doesn't he, want a beer. He, he wants can't. a glass of... He wants a glass of... <gasps> a full of... Uh, full disgusting. Milk. Joey disgusting. is not a fan of milk. If you check out our, our Home Alone episode... <laughs> Joe, last Christmas, Joey really went to town in the dairy community. I mean, you're supposed to fight bad guys with mac and cheese and a full glass of milk. That's fucking bullshit. You would be having a nap. <laughs> when when DeVito poured that big old glass of milk, I just smiled and wrote Joey in the <laughs> <laughs> So they're putting the too much cheese on the eggplant parm. Like, There's a right. lot of parm cheese on it. Yeah, I was like, all right, but yeah. whatever. It's fine. It's the secret the of, that's a secret of I would not that looked like a very thin plastic dish. I would not feel comfortable putting that in the microwave either. Like your 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 food's definitely absorbing a lot of chemicals. <laughs> well, it's the late eighties, yeah. so that's, we're not no, we're not focused there. That's fair. That, that's right in the ozone. But the just the giant glass of milk, especially juxtaposed with the giant, very nice looking glass of beer. Yeah, like, Neil Young hasn't screamed to us about about styrofoam in the ozone layer yet. It's, it's still eighty eight. Um, so Steve, you weren't you weren't in on our our, our dairy 
our dairy, um, what, what do you even call it? Like a the, dairy just, discourse. Yeah, it was. It was a <laughs> you, you're not someone who drinks. Who I drinks milk? I get down on the dairy discourse. Yeah, I do not. You, uh, you do not drink milk. But did so when you saw that big glass of milk poured next to the next to the eggplant parmesan, did you cringe a little? Did you react at all? Was no, it, what it was the, typical product placement for the '80s and '90s, where everybody thinks and everyone thought that milk made everyone big and strong. So that's what I thought when I saw it, which wow. is completely probably what you're not were expecting me to say. Yeah. But that's what they were doing. Like Arnold drink, you must be drinking whole right. milk and eating steaks every day. And the scumbags drinking beer. And he's drinking. Yeah, the scumbags <laughs> drinking beer. Yeah. So that's that's what I thought. Well, there was double product placement too because you have the Coors Light can. Yeah. yeah. I do. And, I do wonder if it was not only that, but it was just like. I may be giving the screenwriters the too much credit. Yeah, the purity of Arnold. That's how I took Arnold. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's so innocent that like right. drinking milk. like like my three year old he drinks milk with dinner and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I also yeah, I would agree with Steve is that they're was given they're, they're given the bodybuilder milk. There, wasn't the got, oh, sure. the got milk commercial huge in like the eighties nineties? Nineties. That was the mid to late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hated that. Ad we'll have our research team get on that. I was I was in like ninth grade being like these fuckers. Really but Joey Stone Cold was on one. Yeah, I know. Uh, so and I hated it. Just to it keep was his heel turn. <laughs> just to keep things balanced for our audience here, I happen to love milk and drink it all the time. So this is not a we're not we're not ganging up on it here. We're anti-milk. We just here doesn't want to pull the trigger. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the first Got Milk commercial was in 1993. October, oh, is that really? October wow. 29th, 1993. I would have thought like 96. Yeah. Started. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's here's a fun fact. You know, Michael Bay directed one of those commercials. Is that right? He directed the famous Aaron, Aaron Burr one. Aaron <laughs> Burr? Really? Yeah, Michael Bay directed that. Well, if you watched Pumping Iron with Arnold, yeah. he says milk is for babies, beer is when you grow up. That's funny. So he's, he's drinking the wrong beer. He also has the sensation of coming all day long when he when he, he pumps. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's and there was rumors that he drank his mother's um, breast milk yeah. while he was a bodybuilder. All right. So that should be a bonus episode somehow. Pumping, the sensation of calming all day long. <laughs> him smoking, him smoking a joint with wearing a shirt that says "Arnold is numero uno." It's great. Is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I love pumping. It's out. the best thing I've ever seen. In my it's life. amazing. So I'm gonna, as we're going through some, I'm gonna Joey, I'd like like you too. I'm gonna try to refrain on the nitpicks here. So you might, you might sense a tone in my voice, but I'm gonna, I don't I'm gonna, know how. It's gonna be hard. Yeah. It's gonna be harder. Resist. I want to talk a little bit about the Ar- Arnold Julius's journey from the island back to. How are we gonna do this without to the world? Here. So he's he's on the plane. He's singing Yakety Yak, which is a, which is a childhood favorite. I thought that was I love that song. I'm, I'm a, um, I love all like Motown. Yeah, me too. Yeah, fun fact all. about that, real quick, is Clint. I read Clint Eastwood. I don't know if anyone else read this. Um, happened to be on set that day and heard and saw Arnold do this and went up to him and said, I didn't know you were such a good actor. So Clint wow. Eastwood thinks he's wow. a great actor. There you go. So we're wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, I well, thought that scene was really funny. I love yeah. it. I was saying it for days. Because I like that song a lot. And just him like, I've never heard music like this. <laughs> yeah. And and I think Clint just probably saw what was coming in Last Action Hero. He just saw it earlier. He's right. got the, he's got the he got golden the eye. Have, have you guys seen The Great Outdoors? The John Candy Dan Aykroyd yes, yes. movie, because that because they they that that song's prominent in that song and that, that song prominent in that movie too, mm. where they're driving to the camp, right? And they're and the whole family is like lip syncing to it, and yeah, wow. no, it's it's a it's a great great song. 
Yeah. Now it's interesting that that that's the song they picked here. It's a good choice from the sense of like of like it being fun and, and Arnold singing it is is something that sticks with you when when the movie's over. Can you guys think of another movie where an actor, um, not like Arnold, it could be any actor, sings a song, an American song, that is, but they're from another country. I worded that terribly wrong. No, I but like Arnold, you know, Arnold's not from right. America, right. so. I'm thinking of one. Sporat do it. Um, how about Jackie Chan in Rush Hour? Oh, um, War. Yeah. What does he sing? He sings War. What is it good for? Oh, no, okay. Um, so that island. It's just him and the old guy. Is that and, and the research and doctor? Sta- it looked like there, there's, there's probably was, a was staff. There, staff? there was probably staff, a staff. Right? Is he leaving with any money? He, I'm yeah, so, I assume that yeah he did because he looked think he left with a shitload because right. he bailed jewels out of he I, okay so he did have a okay, I right, think yeah, that so that's how he gets plane ticket I think the briefcase is all money because he has one outfit that's that we right, see he's him carrying that briefcase over. until until Vince gives him clothes and buys him clothes he has the one yeah. outfit so Jeez. I think that that was just filled with money that's how I took it okay. so why did they make these super twins if they were gonna well super Arnold, if they were going to leave him on an island for 35 years. Right. I think, I think, here's what I think. I think this was a, a stupid Cold War last-ditch effort to, like... Make a superhuman. Make a superhuman, and they realized that this was a stupid endeavor, and they stopped funding. <laughs> and, and they just stuck okay. him on the island. I like and said, it. Hey, we'll that's, 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 and the head doctor was like, I like this kid, I'll take him. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's the only logical explanation. I think right? that actually works perfectly. And okay. It really works with the bunker and everything, so I'm fully on board there. I like yeah. that. Like I said, this was this was a eugenics experiment. 100%. Yeah. So the the briefcase scene with the motorcycle. Uh, I did I like that scene. Well, that's that's one of the and, fun and, I, and I liked I liked Schwarzenegger's delivery of like yeah. next time you should really wear a helmet. Yeah, like, he yeah. seemed like well, so sincere. And that's where you it really was, see was, that he doesn't see like that these guys are trying to steal from him. It yeah. was just yeah, it, that was I yeah. thought that was a good scene for Me Schwarzenegger. So this is my line in the movie. Okay, and Arnold, you got I, I love that throughout the course of this whole scene, and and you can see them transitioning like the action star into the into the comedy. Like he has his little action moments here, but I love that he's just apologizing the whole time. And he never realizes what. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't even doesn't when like, it's over, he doesn't. He doesn't like present himself as an action star. You know, he kicks ass in it. Yeah. So Arnold says here after. After the, this poor guy, or the poor guy, the criminal who's right. trying to steal his thing, <laughs> not a poor guy, hits his own, hits his head. I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a really great, that's a great line. That's hysterical. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a, like a naive line, and like, and they, but like it's dude, a perfect fish out of water yes, line. It's that, like he just doesn't get it. That is my line, but I, luckily I have a backup. All right, that okay, line, well, all right. That, that line is. I figured there'd be strong. a couple hot prospects. Of this yeah, the payment was that is a really good line. That's really funny. That was when the running, but Arnold before getting the boat, just looking so like a kid on Christmas and saying, "Maybe he'll be just like me." Oh, that that's, that's great. I mean, I that just is great. rowing away. It's just great. very for twenty six miles to the island with the nearest airport. That is a that's a that is a lot of rowing. That is a lot. Jesus Christ! They couldn't just give him a little mower. This uh, is motor. One, this is one of those that like I think it requires rewatchability to kind of numb you down to some of the, the lines and, and not take them so, you know, you face value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, a lot I, of I guess, logic. But I guess my, my point, too, is like a lot of Arnold movies, his one-liners are really just fucking crafted for you and like the catcher, oh, yeah. the catcher frames them right in the, right in the, <laughs> right, in the strike right, zone yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, an easy right strike. Yeah. With this one, there's just like wild pitches flying all over the place. <laughs> like, you can't, like you can't get yourself calibrated right. to what's going on because he's trying to act like this philosophical, like, like, uh, like just world-minded person. Like, you know, it, it, 
the, the pavement was his enemy. It's like, like, well, all, ex- all, all knowledge, no experience. Story of my life. Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the cookies. I look forward to tossing them. <laughs> you have no idea how slang works. Right? Yeah. I love that. Dickhead? <laughs> no, but I'm learning. <laughs> slang. Oh but yet, but yet in America, nobody loves a wise ass. Now, I, I, that line, I, I'm doing a lot of thinking about that line. So, like at first, I'm like, is that true? Does no one love a wise ass in America? And then I stopped and said, well, maybe in 1988, no one loved a wise ass. Right in now, America. I think wise asses. Yeah, Seinfeld doesn't debut until like what 91, 92. Along the Simpsons, around this, I think maybe right. more of that cynical comedy starts right. coming in the early, early into like Friends ish. Right? Like, there's a lot of that. Either, either, either that or that was just Vincent's way of saying, just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like, maybe, yeah. Nobody loves a smart ass. But yeah. everybody loves a smart ass. I think so. I, hope I, so. I, think, I think that was Vincent's way of. Like 90% of my shtick. <laughs> Julius and, and Vincent are, are going to meet each other through just a, a really convoluted, convenient <laughs> script device here. Um, this. So this script, as I mentioned before, it was it was put together by by four people here. Four people had writing credits on this one. I, I have I have an opinion. I have a I have a thought on that. Okay. On why there's four people. Okay. So why don't you get that thought out first before I bury these four poor souls? Yeah. No, that's, that's fine. <laughs> okay. I think I think uh, some of them. I don't know if we must do an even. Hand. I, I I don't know this for a fact. This is more I'm speculating. Is that. Some people wrote like a movie about this, um, this heist, like this the fuel injector, and the the murderer and all that stuff. Right, Webster and everything. Yeah, I feel like they kind of wrote that script. That wasn't quite there, and then this whole twins thing was there too, and they kind of they merged them and, and they had to credit oh. a different people. That's that, that's that, what I that's what I think happened. That's, who I don't know wrote sure. the weird pedophile thing? Oh, about the nun. <laughs> the nun. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that either. But uh, I leave it to Joey to find these <laughs> things. <that's only laughs> yeah, very much. Um, so, I, in my mind, I like to imagine these four jerk offs sitting around the table like us today, <laughs> just kicking, <laughs> kicking off ridiculous ideas to put this this bizarre Arnold, script. He's together. obsessed this, with crisis this management. Is, this is a bizarre script. I mean, let's be. This screenplay is bizarre. The the whole yeah, like, I and, mean, and I think like I get it when the producers come to you and say, "All right." We're going to have a big guy, and we're going to have a little guy, and they're going to wear matching suits, and it's going to be great. You know, like Vince McMahon trying try to right. come up with this. And then you have to sit there and put the pieces together. I get how that could be a little odd and frustrating. Mm-hmm. And listen, the movie was a massive hit. It, was, it cost them, what, cost them like $11 million, $15 million mm-hmm. or something, yeah. and it made $200 million. So It's crazy. Did you but, see but, talking about money real quick? Did, did, I, I'm sure somebody saw this also, but... They didn't have enough money to pay Arnold. Yeah, this is insane. Yeah, yeah they didn't have enough money to pay Arnold, DeVito, DeVito. and um, Reitman. Reitman. So they gave him a percentage of the, the like film. 40, yeah, like 40%. He, made, yeah. he yeah. made, I have it jotted down here, he made, so Schwarzenegger got 20% of the profits, made 35 mil through international sales of DVDs and TV screening, screenings. <laughs> he earned more money from Twins than any of the Terminator films. Wow, it's insane, right? Unbelievable. Now, if you want to do a little uh, a little interesting connection there too, another Danny DeVito movie had a similar story like that, and that's One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Right. Jack, Jack Nicholson chose to take the points as opposed to taking the salary, and ended up making more than I think yeah. everyone. Everyone in the film, yeah, the yeah. studio. No. You also <clears throat> want to do a comedy really bad. 
Well, that's the other thing. Arnold wanted yeah. to not be the it serious guy anymore. Arnold, yeah. Arnold is very smart. He knows exactly what his next move was going to yeah. be. Like yeah. he's, he has, he has he's a big picture guy. He's able to see things. He was able to see, like, all right, I can't always be the guy in the jungle with the gun. So yeah. now I'm going to become governor. <laughs> well, I, just, I, love, I love the – this is a – I mean, he literally found his way into art. Right. So, yeah, he had a hell of a fucking plan. Yeah. Yeah. He's this – this is a little bit of a non sequitur, but the uh, he, the script was floating around for stop or my mom will shoot. And Schwarzenegger's like, oh, this is such a piece of shit. He's like, I'm going to feign interest in it so Stallone yeah. bends over backwards to take it. Wow. And he just fucking trolled Stallone. That's like he, he Like he... He, he baited tell, and tell, Yeah, he's like, tell everyone that I'm really interested in the script. And then Stallone already like, no, I want it. And he grabbed... <laughs> and he got stopped and my mom was shooting. Yeah. He's like the biggest he piece of shit. He was always baiting people. Like Lou. Like Lou. Lou Always baiting him. And, yeah. He yeah. saw big picture stuff. And yeah. he saw... To take down his competition, stuff. too. And that, you know, and him and Stallone eventually become like buddies. And when they tell stories... Well, I mean, they were Hollywood... Yeah, mm. contingency. At the beginning of these things, I you know I read off the director and the writers and the producer and all that, and you know I'm going to beat up on these writers a little bit, of course. But I when when we do these honorary episodes, I always just like to get a kick out of who some of these characters are. Like who sure. is the cinematographer? What else has he done? Like has he does he have an Oscar? Does he you know there are relevant people in all of these spots here. Now, the writers are the least relevant of the crew. Of the four, the only ones, two of them, uh, Timothy Harris and Herschel Weingrid, they do have a BAFTA nomination. They were the writers on Trading Places. Okay. Oh, really? So that was... Oh. But amongst the four of them, their, of their whole body of work, that was really the only one. Okay, but still, that's a big movie. Um, so, sure. Okay. Yeah. So that so that was their, their biggest work there. But the the music, we, we, we joked about the uh, the score a little bit here. And uh, Georgia Stellaru and Randy Edelman are the two. Now, Georgia Stellaru is a name I've said before yeah. on this podcast. I know. I'm trying you, to... you heard that name. Yeah. I can't place it, though. He did the music for Platoon. He did the score. What? Platoon. <laughs> That's wild. So he got worse with age. He's... And he, he has won uh, an Oscar for A Little Romance, was uh, the name of the movie that won him. I don't know Oscar. what that is. And the other guy, Randy Edelman, the other guy in charge of, of the music for this... Also scored the movie that lost in the finals of the Sub-50 tournament, Anaconda. So Anaconda wow. and Twins are scored by the same guy. Steve and I that? are simpatico. How we're, we're, we're going scores. That's how we're... The people know. Grant people goes Cundy. I go Dean Cundy. <laughs> Steve and I go score. <laughs> you still oh, need a shitty our, score. That's how it works. Now the cinematography here was... Uh, not Dean Cundy. Uh, not no. Dean Cundy this time, no. Andrzej Barkowiak. He did a Best Picture winner. We have not covered it yet, but another Danny DeVito movie, the movie that earned Danny DeVito his Oscar nomination. That's Terms of Endearment. So he he okay. he filmed that one. And I, there's the that's what, like six years earlier. I think it's eighty. Oh, it might be eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, so it's two years earlier. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, okay. yeah. You might be right. It might be it might be six years So I in this wow. one, there's the on the road trip scene where like out of nowhere we just get these grandiose shots of yeah. the bridge and this and yeah. that like. It, it's like, oh wow, there's there's some photography behind this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not they're driving. Yeah, over, there's the a, a couple really nice shots there. The fade away from the bridge, like in that, like the helicopter Road trip shot. shots yeah. were very well shot. Yeah, so sure. I think I think like that's the moment where they just like they let like the cinematographer come out. But it's like it's like when Kiss like takes a break and they let the drummer Peter Chris sing Beth. You know, they all come <laughs> back and take a break. Like I right, let the cinematographer yeah. sing to right. the crowd for a little bit. Turn it in your keep. Yeah, and he also photographed a another 
absolute classic, an underrated classic, an action classic, possibly one of my favorite action movies of all time. Oh, I know it. The Cinematographer of Speed, which okay. is an underrated... I agree. Uh, yeah. uh, underratedly shot and yes. edited movie. Yeah. I believe it was... It, but they believe it was up for an Oscar for film editing. It was. And I think it won for sound. It, it definitely is an Oscar winning movie. I think it won for sound or, or sound effects. That's editing. a very well shot movie. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. a well done. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, so there was there was some talent there behind that. And then I'm just going to cap this one off because the film editor, Sheldon Kahn, was the film editor of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> <laughs> also out of Africa. Wow. So he edited two... Best wow. Picture winners got nominated, but didn't win. So how uh, uh, is this movie so bad? Uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's a script writer. It's the script It's the script writers. Yeah, but I mean, so so just if you, we just talk about script writing here, well, yeah, with like script is a massive I mean, part of the movie. Let's let's look at let, let's look at this here. So Vincent Vincent is doing his thing, but Julius needs to find him. So he goes to the convent, the orphanage. The or the orphanage, yeah. All right, the orphanage is run by nuns. So is it a convent orphanage or what? I don't it's know. It's, 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 it's just an orphanage. Right. So the nuns run it. The nun is the is the grandma from from, from Billy Madison. Yeah, right. Happy Gilmore. Uh, sorry, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. The meatballs. The meatballs. No, no, no meatballs. No. Is oh, meatballs. Yeah, we're we're getting old ladies. Oh up. my god, too many old ladies. Yes, grandma who wore the kiss makeup. In, yeah. in, in women in their eighties. Eighties ladies. Eighties ladies. Tie in awards across. Oh, she makes out with Shooter McGavin. Yes. Yes. In, in the, the happy with place. The kiss, with a kiss yeah, mask. Oddly turned on. It's <laughs> kind of erotic. Christopher McDonald sucking a tongue. <laughs> so we get... we Going to the to the convent orphanage, or what do you want to call it, makes some sense, because that would have been where he would have gone to maybe the... That's his origin that, story. That, that's his first lead. Right. Vincent right. going to jail for parking tickets is, is an interesting choice. Well, 200 parking tickets. Yeah, we're just, no, and, it's an but, interesting choice. But the okay. big part was... You just turned 35, your license expired. So no license with the tickets. Th- so they did good. actually okay. a pretty good job of making that like a legitimate thing. I'm not, cool with not, that. Okay, not questioning the legal end. Oh, but not but just an interesting choice. But you don't want to make him okay. too evil right. or he's too good. irredeemable. We're, we're, we're checked yeah. out so far. So yeah. far, so far, so good. Also love the, the Frank Reynolds, ah, when he gets the parking <laughs> ticket, just ah, just like runs and tosses. Sticker, you don't need a sticker. Handicap my ass. Okay, so now... They don't have paperwork or anything on him, but he knows what bed that he's going to have because he'd be close to the fire extinguisher. Well, that, that, that's it's the one I would This do. is that's, the psychic that, thing that they're doing. Thing that, that, yeah, yeah, but, we'll, but just we'll a, a, a kind of a funny funny thing going on it's there. It's weird. That was bizarre. I was like, oh, I hope they don't continue with this. Where story. is he today? Well, I'd have to think a person like that, of a character like that, could only be in jail. And sure enough, he just got arrested as and in, is in you know the nearest jail. Yeah, you know you know what the, right. you know what you know what the, you know what the great thing about LA is is that there's like there's only like a handful of jails in the entire <laughs> city of LA. So there was there was there wasn't too much margin of error. So the, like how, the reality like how, is, like how, like how many jails could he possibly been? To? The only way, the only way that a coincidence like this would happen is if four jerk offs are in a in a room sitting around writing a script. Yeah, and and this is what happens here. I just I don't know that I can say much more about the transparent script writing here in this. It's, like that is it's, that is all you need to know. It's just bad writing. Arnold in the in the in the the jail with the the, the glass, the plexiglass. That, that is kind of great. That's funny. Talking about yeah. the phone. Yeah. Yeah, good, good stuff there. And Devi- Devito the- selling it like he was like nodding yeah. along and like kind of mouthing words back like that got me really bad too. I, can we bring back the the word bozo? 
<laughs> like you have to talk into the phone, Bozo. Like Bozo's great. It's Underrated. A, it's, I it's a great. It's a great yeah, burn. Absolutely. I, I want to. I, I think that is an always sunny joke too. He's just, yeah. I think I'm gonna start calling people Bozo. Yeah, that was. A, <laughs> that that was literally a Mac yeah, storyline. Yeah, yeah, that was a Mac storyline. Bozo's underrated. I agree. Yeah. Schwarzenegger finds he knows exactly what Danny DeVito's car is. Because they're twins. He's like, how did you know that was my car? Because we're twins. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. No, that is... That is that's, oh. Repo is taking his away his furniture. Yes. Okay, he gets he, to keep his office. So I guess he pays his office rent, but hasn't paid the loan on his on his furniture. He must have rented the furniture from, like, uh, you know, this furniture Finance rental Finance or, yeah, whatever. Okay. There's places you could go to okay. rent. People rent TVs for, like, Super Bowls and... It's very kind of them to leave the Road Warriors poster on the wall. It was a wall. dope poster. Absolutely. I, I love that he's pretending he's the manager for the Road Warriors. He's just, he's what a rush. Like, I, I really he's a sports agent. Yeah, I loved like when he was making his choices. That's where he did. I was like, oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, Tommy Lasorda poster up there, too. Is that up there? Yeah. That, that, the road, I couldn't get past the Road Warriors. I'll yeah, oh, fantastic. Paul Ellering in the mix, too. Oh, like, fantastic yeah, poster. You gotta love it. I do think some highlight of the screenwriting was the crisis situation stuff. And there was three of them in the in the movie. I think that was low lights for me. I thought <laughs> the first rule is crazy. you negotiate first, yeah. and then you attack last. If you choose to bluff, yes, you, you must be prepared to have your bluff called. Right. <laughs> and the was last one. Was this like, you remember the last was one? this like Sun Shu? Like I don't the know. Third duck. Was... duck. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like like again too many writers. One of the re- one of the writers was just like reading about crisis negotiation because he clearly needed yeah, another and, career. Yeah, what, like, what, I, what, what I didn't get though was like the what he goes. You so didn't, you didn't negotiate, so you didn't know what you were up against. Right. And so you just attack. Is that what the it, role of negotiating is? You want to know what you're... Maybe it is. I don't no, know. You want to know, yeah. know your enemy. You want to know what they're, that's like with, the, what they're if, capable of doing. If you're talking about like the art of war, it's like know who you're going against. Isn't that it, a genius screenwriting yeah. though? It felt, no. it felt very much like League of Shadows where Liam Neeson's like, you gave up the short kill for you gave up the kill for short footing, and then he like knocks the ice out. <laughs> like, that's, what it, like, that's what it felt like. But uh, a runner-up for my... A lot of the movie was from that scene, the first crisis, uh, crisis yeah. like where the guy starts like swinging yeah. the axe yeah. at him, and he says, "You have no logic. You have no respect for logic. I have no respect for those that have no respect for logic." <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Very nice. Tosses him into the elevator. Yeah. I like the little. Oh, you you mess with me. You mess with my whole family. Well, uh, Devito's. And this is clearly a fan of the Road Warriors, so he knows yeah. what good tag team action is like. When he's setting them up, the other guy's right. got to set up. Well, the he's all, yeah. But he's, all, he's all team tag team plus heel manager at the same yeah, time. Vincent yeah. would be a great ma- like a WWE manager. Oh, he oh, got his he got always, his work in there. Yeah. Paul yeah. Heyman. Yeah. And the he had hair. the Paul Heyman haircut. The ponytail. The ponytail. Yeah. I could see him like sneaking in, like distracting the ref, and someone brings out a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Just with like his yeah. little his little legs like running into oh the ring. Definitely yeah. got to be a heel though. Oh, he's yeah. doing the when Arnold's got him the headlock. He's like, yeah. What do you think about that? Now? <laughs> huh? Huh? What do you think about? Tell that? your brothers. Tell your brothers. <laughs> I also do love the the axe. He's got an axe. 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 axe, axe. <laughs> it reminded I, me of left boot. From Roadhouse, right, 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 boot. That would actually that's a pretty legit. If someone, if my friend got into a fight and somebody broke out an axe, I think my reaction would be axe, 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 axe. axe, axe, axe. There's an axe in play. There's an axe in play. (laughs) We're not ready for this level of fight. Oh my! Back to back movies with axes here. We have Titanic straight into into twins. We (laughs) know. 
<laughs> so I get Joey, I, I, I gotta be completely honest with you. It's it's not it's is a little it's is a bit of a confession here. Because we've been doing this now a while here. We, our first episode together was Yeah, we did One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, which is month, you gotta do a Danny DeVito connection. In here. month in a month, it's two years ago we did that. Yeah, we're we're approaching right. the yeah, we're approaching the two year mark. And it's been quite a journey, of course, as we say all the time. Wonderful. I've kind of babied myself in certain areas of watching things like, like Twins. I, I was watching it for pro- this part probably for the third time in the last <laughs> however many months that we've been talking about these sub-50 movies. The David Caruso scan with the cars, okay? So, like, I was trying my best to get my head around it. And then I stopped myself and said, you know what? I kind of would just rather Joey explain this to me. So... <laughs> Oh, what? And and I'm going to use you as my training wheels here. Can you explain to me here what the hell David Caruso and Danny DeVito are doing here with this with the scam? And then I'm going to have some other questions. About, yeah. About so it's lo- it's long term hotel uh, airport, airport parking. Airport. Okay. So people are coming, spending you know, all going away for three days, going away for a day for business. So they have to register their car. Because it's long term parking, there's not one attendant in and out. It's going to be numerous attendants on shifts. Because if it's, I'm only there for four hours and you're there the whole time, clearly you're letting right. people in and out. You know whose car it is. But because it's long term. So, Cru- Crusoe calls Vince, tells him what's there. He takes it, takes it to the chop shop guy. Only gets $6,000. I mean, I assume Crusoe gets a cut of this from mm-hmm. one of the two of them. You would think it's, yeah. He should have a fee. Because, I mean, he's calling him, Vince, I got this. Uh, was that he's get, he's getting some. some it sh- it should be at least 64. Right. ish Right, so yeah, so it's long-term parking, that's how it's able to work, because they have to register their cars, and there's so many people who knows who's in and out with things. Yeah, so, okay, so he's picking certain cars that he likes based like, on, like, higher, where these people he are going. Knows, he knows what would be in demand. And yeah, who, what so would, one, yeah. who's going to be gone for longest, so most time to, like, get away with it. Two, what's going to get the most money on resale. Like, they're not taking, this was 1988, they're and, not and taking a 1973 Pinto with the bumper falling off, but they're going to take the brand new BMW and the brand new Cadillac. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so Vincent is then stealing these cars. Bring them to a chop shop. You're watching their tags, chop shopping it, whatever, boom. Okay. I love Next the, question. I love the economics hitting the chop shop. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a, a cars guy, so I need to ask this one. This beige car that these two jamokes are bringing in here, what... Is this a, is this an impressive car? Am I supposed to be impressed? Nineteen eighty eight. It's a high end Cadillac. Yeah. In, yeah. It's, a, it's a high end Cadillac in eighty eight. Because yeah. I look at this car and it just looks like something my friend's no. grandpa would be. That that's no. That's that was slick. essentially the first car I had. Really? But like in nineteen eighty eight, that was like oh shit. Like it had a it was phone. Cadillac DeVille, right? Yeah, it had a remember it had a phone in it. Mm-hmm. It was brand new. It had a tape deck. It didn't have an eight track player. And it was that beige. Bullshit. Beige is the worst color in the color. Right, but in the eighties, crayon. That's the worst crayon. Yeah, it's, even it's, a cra- it's a base. Yeah. But yeah, I think in the eighties that was like oh shit. Okay, and okay. Cadillacs. That right. was an impressive car. Yeah, okay, so, uh, so. And Cadillacs at that time they really ranged from like beiges to browns. Why did these two assholes dress in Hawaiian gear? To, to pretend they were to going sell. to Hawaii. So, so but, but what are they selling and who are they selling it to? They, they got their hands. They either stole it from their laboratory. Yeah. The fuel, uh-huh. the they stole it from the laboratory. Yeah. No, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. And so, and they made a deal with this guy in Houston. So they, they, dressed, they dressed up in Hawaiian shirts to sell the fact that they were going away. Not going just into not, Parking in long-term parking didn't sell that enough? Or? No, because now if you go, you can't just park in long-term parking and leave because then people might be suspicious. If, like the, if you're thinking that the toll booth man is a good guy and not a sketchy guy, he might be like, hey, what are you guys doing instead of going to the airport? So now they'll, they'll really commit because they're going to make $5 million. So okay. They can go through so, the airport. So let me just ask the question flat out then. 
if they wore T-shirts and jeans, would their plan have changed or been affected in any way? No, no, I think they're just doing it to sell. To sell. Listen, they're not criminals. They're trying to break into the criminals. So it's like you know, you, you go a little hard when you're into something new. Like you, you start learning tennis, maybe you buy all the tennis clothes. You get into crime, you really okay. play up the role. I do want to say they were one of my favorite parts of this movie. Those two. I, just, <laughs> I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be misled because their scene in the office with the with the Webster the, with the heel yeah. was just they're genius. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, David Caruso. Eddie. Thoughts on, on Dave Caruso here? I think he's a dick, right? In real life? Is he? I think so. I don't know. I mean, I, I think... Hot in the early 90s. I, super, super I think, I think he plays dicks. I don't know if he is a dick. I, I, I don't really know much about him. I don't care much NYPD about him. NYPD Blue was a, was yeah, a big... He, he bailed on... NY, I loved NYPD Blue. It's one of my favorite shows ever. And he bailed on NYPD Blue to become a movie star. And that didn't work out. And he flopped. Mm. <laughs> then he ended up on like NCIS or yeah, whatever. So C- CSI Miami, that's a really big, that's a big show. Yeah. I don't really care about him either yeah, way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm Caruso neutral. He's in uh he's in um uh, King of New York with yeah. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Kiss yeah. the Girls. Like I think he's good. like I think he was like funny as the shit heel in this, like the sec you know It's kind of a it's a very like nothing role that he get in a little bit too there. Yeah, like, fun. like when he was you know, when Webster real, had real. him tied up, he was like you know, I love it. He's like, this is where Vince lives. Here's oh, he totally sold it. <laughs> and of course. And he died anyway. And he should. Yeah. Real tattoo, fake tattoo on the arm there. I guess they wouldn't do a fake tattoo yeah, for a movie. It's got to be real. Yeah, I didn't even notice he had a tattoo. It looked real, real cheap. On his arm, there. yeah. He's, yeah. To be, he's always tried to be like the buff, tough guy. But I always thought that Jimmy Smith was also on NYPD <laughs> yeah. was a lot cooler and, and hey, listen, Jimmy Smith was I loved him. Bail Organa from Star Wars. I love the grudge you're holding against him based on his decision to leave him. <laughs> 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 That's really amazing. Uh, I mean, That's uh, something I would do, Dennis so I really Ron. appreciate that. Yeah. Fuck Dennis him. Ron. Wait, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't Mark Paul Gosler fill in when Crusoe left? He did, he did. But so that's a it has one of my favorite lines of all time. Dennis Fran says, don't piss in my ear and tell me it's raining. Oh. How's well, it rain in your ear? Right. Know, he used to tell the judges. <laughs> Why does it rain that? in your ear? He told judges that? Yeah, he, he would get all fired up. He had, a, he had a lot of demons. Arnold driving. The, now, I, Steve, you drive a stick. Yes. That was obviously a stick, right? It was a Mustang, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. hit the okay. curb, he hit the curb. And I mean, he drove on two yeah. wheels. So, yeah, he, right, but, two wheels. He, he, reads the, he reads the manual for the... Do you have a manual? It's just like driver's ed, right? right. <laughs> He's a speed reader. Can a car manual teach you how to drive? No. I mean, it can teach you how to like reset the clock and it tells you where the radio. It tells you where the emergency brake is. <laughs> right. How to, how to guess what the, what the lights mean. <laughs> I've only teach. been driving an hour. I've only been driving. <laughs> you beat me to it, David. Oh my god! Um, amazing. I mean, I don't think I don't think it would look much different if I hopped behind a, a stick convertible right now. I probably would look a lot like Arnold in there. I guess we got to talk about him tilting that car sideways. Like, what? I, I love that. That's a great scene. I had a blast <laughs> I love with that scene. I don't. I just still to this day don't know what movie I'm watching when that scene comes on. Some they, for some reason they had they, they had a stunt coordinator that needed more to do. Uh, Steve, you're talking about him getting hyped up about the yeah, stunts. Yeah, he was like so pumped to do that scene. I was I, I was doing a little research, and when he lands, like he's so ecstatic and like smiling yeah. and laughing, like. Apparently, like he was so pumped to yeah. do that scene. He loved that so scene. Like he, like, like he talks yeah. about that scene still in interviews. Yeah. And when I when I was rewatching today, because you said that to me a couple of days ago, I was rewatching today, and like you could see it's him yeah. that lands in the thing. Yeah. Like it's it is pretty. That's a pretty funny. Thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, do you think that's do they like? Do you think they big babied him in some of his other? 
projects then with stunt stunt guys? Or maybe you gotta think if he's a pump for that, he's not doing a lot. This might just been a more you know a driving scene instead of jumping through because like in Predator when he's covered in mud, he talks about how like he had got hypothermia essentially. Yes, maybe this is just like the the whole thing was kind of a breeze and it was kind of fun to do one one little thing too. Let's let's talk to let's talk to girls, Grant, because I you you want to bring this up here. What went wrong in their lives (laughs) growing up? (laughs) Like one like one is into like. Such a deadbeat. And the other one, like, she just, all she wants to do is just fuck Schwarzenegger. Well, I assume their dad is very Vince-like. Well, I don't, I want to, I want to just yeah. take That's why flip. one loves him, one hates him. Yeah. I want to flip on the, on that a little bit, though, is that I, I think that, that Kelly Preston's character is just, she's my I think that she's, <laughs> hell, Steve's, Steve's on his fourth MVP already. Um, <laughs> Thanks well, for keeping it to the category, <laughs> Steve. Chest hair. <laughs> um, Kelly Preston. I think she's really, you know, she's she's with her sister. She's like kind of trying to keep her straight and, and just kind of talk to her about what she should and shouldn't be doing here. And she seems very reserved or whatnot. And then Arnold comes strolling in, and she's just as as RDB would say, she's thirsty, you know. And I yeah. think that that's what I think is she's going really good. She's her character makes sense. I agree with that. Yeah, I was yeah. I was okay with big that. fan of her. I, I, I mean, it, it, she's just a very charming person. I think that really helps too. Yeah, charming. Yes, she's yes. very charming, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> she's a ten out of ten. Now oh, this yeah. is um no she married Travolta. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I did not know together. about any of this. Oh yeah. Yeah. She died. It's it's all sad. Right. That I, yeah. I knew that his wife died. I just didn't yeah, connection with her. Yeah. Now what else is she known for? Like or rather, is there another big movie that she's? Yeah, I don't know why. She uh, Battlefield Earth, she was Battlefield which was Earth. also okay. she was in two movies in this. I don't know. I compare her. I, I thought she was beautiful, but like. You remember Cat in the Hat? Oh, she's in Jeremy Maguire. Uh, Applegate. She's in Jeremy Maguire. Yeah. That's right. Like I consider her to be in that category, like Christina Applegate in like the eighties. Like she's gorgeous, and Christina Ab- Applegate, I thought, went on a better. She had a better career. She had a better career. career. Like, yeah. But I wonder where, like Kelly Preston, what happened? Like, cause she John Travolta. Yeah, she's on a big upward trajectory. Then Travolta gets involved. Yeah. And, and same thing that happened with Katie Holmes. For the right. love of the game. Tumblers. In that one too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Of a good baseball but this, movie. But this, Cat in the Hat. She's the mom in Cat in the Hat. Is this is this peak Kelly Preston? Oh, I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, it has to be right. right? I mean, it's not she, Battlefield Earth. I mean, let's sorry, she's, Adam. She's in the Maroon Five. She will be loved. Video music oh, video. So well, there, there it is. You can apologize to Adam Levine too. <laughs> I'll say this too. She was in another movie that was in this tournament. Battlefield Earth. Rob Bobcat. And Casino Jack. She's been also in three Rob Bobcat's pick Casino Jack. Wow. wow. I mean, Bobcat's the only one who so knows she, what that movie is. Kelly but... Preston. Three Kelly Preston movies were in this tournament. That was. And now there was there were two J Lo movies, right? Because there was J Lo was in there. Anaconda. Yep. yep. Uh, there was somebody else that had a couple. Tommy Lee Jones had a couple. Tommy Lee Jones yeah. and a few. Kelly Preston's sister in this one, who's played by. Nancy. Linda. Linda. Instead of Nancy, Linda. she played Nancy. Oh, 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 oh. Gary Oldman. Chloe Webb. Chloe Webb. Yeah, yeah, Chloe Webb. This has come up a couple times throughout these Best Picture movies. As we get, I mean, Lost Weekend was one of them where it's like, what is this girl doing with this guy? You know, and it's so, funny. Like, I hear that question asked in real life. Right. On a regular basis. So I oh, think yeah. we can give the movies a pass. People love <laughs> to save people. Because... Listen, people love to save people. Yeah. People think they oh, could she save has, She has a massive yeah. secret. That's why, yeah. you know. Her, so, their, their dad their was dad... definitely Vincent... Right, Vincent Benedict. Their dad bailed, and one's trying to get to go the other way. One's trying to save dad. 
I love that we're getting into the psychology of twins. This is just fantastic stuff here. This is why I love. What it is? <laughs> this is Listen, why. They, they did not. They did not have a great childhood. This is why we do what we do. No, right? they had a dark childhood. You yeah. don't end up with Vince if things went well. If your Christmases had presents, yeah, you do not end up with Vince. Like, your dad went out for milk, and now it's thirty years later, and every time you hear a door open, you're like, Dad. <laughs> Joey, you want to talk with the doctor? Then we're going to talk to the heel after that. But we're right. gonna, we're, we're, the doctor we're has one of the meanest lines. Joey's flipping through his notes ever. right now. <laughs> he go, when, so when Do- Doctor Trayvon finally admits that he's the one who named Vincent and shipped him off instead of also giving him a life, he goes, "The embryo did not split evenly. All the strength and purity went to one, and all the crap went into what you see in the mirror in the morning." <laughs> Like, Boom, roasted. Holy yeah. shit. And then Vince just looks like, you mean I'm the crap? <laughs> Another well, classic. Only, only his, a Danny DeVito. His, like, his whole thing where, like, where he's like, oh, the, the embryo split. He's like, so instead of having one super kid, she had two. Way to go, ma. It's like, yeah, no, obviously that's not the case. <laughs> so this doctor is, I have no idea who you are. Uh, I'm, I'm calling the police if you don't leave immediately. Slams the door. Then the worst security guard on earth. Yeah, we get the door kicked in, and then our like this like. Why didn't you show the picture the first is, time? This is the most. This is the fastest paced breakdown of an interrogation I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was like in Austin Powers where he gets asked three times. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is, Chris. It's like that is exactly what it is. Damn, three times. <laughs> Damn, three times. Uh, um, yeah. Well, we have all this evidence. This is you in the picture. Well, her name was this. And then we go, <laughs> he's got the story ready. I can, I can still smell the fresh paint. <laughs> it was June. Yeah. 84 years. All right, Vince, how'd you know my name? <laughs> I named you. Do-do-do. <laughs> named your cat, Julius. <laughs> We're going to see the doctor later on when the mom comes in and just does the same. Cole Cox. Yeah, does the same as three questions thing. With just the whole <laughs> thing again. Like, ah, God, three times. Damn, three times. <laughs> Let's talk the the big bad heel here. Wow, what? Sure. <laughs> Worst what? named heel. What movie is he in? Like what? He's <laughs> he's in like total, a Total Recall. He's, he was, he no, was no, no. I I yes. Right. He's the guy in Total Recall who has the baby Quato. Who who has the baby come out of his stomach? Yes. My question is, what movie does he think he's in in oh. this movie? He thinks what? he's in a straight-up heist movie. <laughs> Until the seven I feet mean, of chains end up on top of him, he thought he's in, like, a heist yeah, mob he movie. Just, like, yeah. did he break onto the set and just start acting? And they were like, oh, uh, all right, write him into the movie. Like, <laughs> what? So this, this, is what I, this is what I mean by I think yes, we have four screenwriters because this was an incomplete <laughs> script about, like, a dark... right. Like heist movie. You've seen my face. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> why is that his gimmick? And now why, you've seen my and, face. And why have a guy have be, be married to a gimmick that he doesn't enforce for the rest of the movie? Because he because when I guess maybe it's like it's like it's like WWE tournament rules. It's honor like amongst heels. Thieves. Heels can't right. face each other in the next right. round. So like he, he if he see, if he bumps into another heel, he just he can only shoot them in the ankles. It's yeah. like honor amongst thieves things. Ow. Like I know ow, you're a scumbag ow. too. Like well, you're not well, the mobsters aren't going to tell on him. Yeah. Yeah, well, part of that too was that he doesn't know what his business is. Yeah, okay. And so, like, and that and that's a part of it too, where everyone else that he taught, like the two nerdy scientists, like they knew exactly what he was into. They knew his. But did Julius and, and Vincent at the end of the movie? He was just the well, guy. Who wanted I, to, I mean, obviously, he was obviously he knew that he had the that he had the briefcase. Knew, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think when you're married to that hard festival, and that's your gimmick. 
No one's no one's ever seen my face. No like, clients ever seen my face. It was like it was like, three, it was like in no, three mob guys. It was like in no shot the ankles. It was like in no country for old men after he kills Stephen Root, and the other guy's like, "Are you gonna kill me?" And he's like, <laughs> "That depends. Do you see me?" <laughs> like it's, it's just kind of like yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right, the Coen Brothers market corrected that. I I can't tell whether I love or hate this this guy in this movie. I I I kind of love him. I, big, big fan. I, I don't know. I agree with you. He's in a very different I'm movie. Not ready to commit. But I, whenever I, he was I, on scene, I was like, yes, he's gonna do something yeah. that doesn't make sense with the rest of the movie. Weirdly, like high pitched voice for this kind yeah. of like. It, but like he was trying to make it a whisper to like try to make it a badass because he but he is the scar. You think the scar is makeup? Or is he actually have a scar in his eye, or what? Oh, I, I didn't notice. I thought that. he was—he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> For all those reasons you guys just said, because, because it was so like tonally out of place. He's out of place, and I just didn't find it. I thought he was—he uh, didn't seem like a badass. He didn't seem no. like. He, he didn't have. Uh, he was the unemotional heel. So yeah. there's a reason they gave him the scar makeup. It's like right. ah, we need we need a little edge. We need a little here. touch to make him a little bit more badass. Oh my goodness! The, the real the real heel in this movie is Doctor Travern. Yeah, he's yeah. the real heel. He what just lied to everybody. Yeah. What about the South California mob? They, you, they're, <laughs> you know, like, they're small like, potatoes. <laughs> small potatoes. <laughs> they put like ten thousand cherry bombs on Vincent's kitchen window. They're like, <laughs> you're gonna murder me over twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Ross, what you blimp? <laughs> that was a line that started with me. What was that explosion? What happens if I don't pay? What's that? What's the, I feel like, what I feel was like, that? I feel like those were just like shotguns. Shotgun? No, know. that was a bomb. It, it, it that was that, some kind of detonation. I think, I think it was supposed uh. to be like a Molotov cocktail that they botched but couldn't fix right. it. <laughs> they like it was a Molotov cocktail with like a low percentage alcohol. Like <laughs> they used they, a, uh, they, they just used a beer. They didn't realize it was, what they it, were was doing. Ment, it was a it was Mentos and Diet Coke. No, I thought like they threw it, but they missed the window. It hit like the window base and just was, blew it out. I was like, saying they put some M80s in the mailbox, butterfly right. effect style. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 okay. They were not good mobsters, but good mobsters wouldn't give Vincent money over and over. I, I don't know. The confrontation between the two heels. I mean, Steve, <laughs> Steve threw it out there already. He shoots him in the ankles, which, by the way, is awesome. Like, right. I, I love a good – getting a bullet to the shin, like, that is that's, the that most painful awful. sounding thing right. I've ever seen. Like, like, that or, like, the knee. The knee's worse. And boy, like, did they sell. The ankle. Ow, 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 ow. Like, you want oh, no. Should I call the doctor? I'll call the doctor. I'm going to call the doctor. I'm going to call the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Ow, ow, like I ow. can't even imagine the pain that would actually be, and they're like, "Oh no, my ankle!" Ah, it's literally like, oh, what, what? What was my line in that script? That great script that what I read? Oh, it was ow, ow. Okay, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I, I mean, we we could we could have gotten a little tougher with the mob guys. I mean, I uh, guess there's they're probably really maybe a little more comic relief than they were supposed to be. Hit, the heavies, yeah, but, but then they weren't bumbling enough. They were a weird middle ground where <laughs> I think they just didn't work overall. Yeah, I mean, they they were. They were intimidating to Danny DeVito, but they're also fodder for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, so was, you need a, you need yeah. a middle ground. They also pull a gun on Kelly Preston, which is a super heel move. Super heel move, but like, no way was he actually going to shoot her. He's in the middle of a fucking nightclub. Right. Like, what is this? Well, that's rule number two. Yeah. The bluff. Yeah. <laughs> I will, oh, he's doing I the crazy say, talk again. I will say the the Clane brothers, right? The Clane brothers yeah. did have one of the best lines of the entire movie. When they say, oh, we're the Clanes. And he goes, eh, it doesn't sound like a very tough uh, family. Are you, are you besmirching our family name? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm paraphrasing. So that, ultimately, that, this, that actually got me out loud. So ultimately, this is just a movie about family. Oh sure. Oh, it's definitely a movie about family. The themes, if, if nothing the themes else, run deep here. Joe. If nothing else is about family, it's family. We have daddy issues. We're touching on Lots here. Of I mean, listen. There's all movies about daddy there's, issues. There's a script where Kelly Preston is a stripper. It, it could be in like the uh, the uh, the rowdy the rowdy Harrington cut. You know, the three hour version. <laughs> Release the Rowdy Cut. The prequel. We want that three hour version. Release the Rowdy Cut. The Marty and Linda sequel. Prequel. Ooh, that's dark. (laughs) That is. Well, they're making a fucking sequel for some reason. Directed by Darren Aronofsky. (laughs) Well, Joey, you just just mentioned this here. This is now. Now, I'm going to give you a a disclaimer warning here, Joe. I have a different opinion about this than you. So, this is. You're not. I know you're mad about it. I, I feel differently, but I just wanted to do it. So they're doing a, a sequel to Twins. Yeah. It's called Triplets. 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 And it was originally going to be Eddie Murphy yeah. in the third world. It's going to be Tracy Morgan instead, which, I mean... It was like 20 years younger. Well, uh... Joey, you're not happy about this. No. Okay. So go, go. It's stupid and lazy. Why are we doing this? Yeah. And I like Tracy Morgan, but he's way too young for it. Eddie Murphy, I could get behind. Is it lazy, though? I mean, lazy would be making a sequel of, like, Endgame. Like... I, digging into the archives of twins is that there's there's, well, there's a creativity tra- in just the cold case. Well, they've been trying to make it for like twenty years. Is that right? Yeah, they've been trying to make this with Eddie Murphy since like this came out. Um, so right, Reitman hasn't directed a movie since twenty fourteen, uh, oh. the, the beloved draft day that already thinks is should have won the Oscar in twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't um, seen Back to the Future, so his <laughs> oh, he probably hasn't seen Draft Day. Either. Draft Day was his last was was wow, Reitman's really last yeah. Um, so that's crazy. I, I, this is my, why I'm excited to see this. I want to see what Danny DeVito does with the Vincent character yeah. with Always Sunny existing in between the two movies yeah. and seeing how he can go like full Frank Reynolds with it. Cause I'm just interested to see where he takes the character. Also seeing Arnold like reprise a character is kind of fun right now. Like, like that's not like an action star. Is like, that's like a Terminator. Is confirmed? Yeah. I was sitting around today thinking of the recast question and I thought of like two perfect ones. I was so hyped. I uh, was ignoring people in sc- at work and I was like, I, I found the perfect characters and I was just browsing before looking up something and like they were... They're they're in talks to reprise the roles. They to might remake. Do, they might do a reboot. Well, now that's now that's terrible. Yeah, that's, gotcha. that, that's terrible. We don't gotcha. need a remake. No, this is a sequel. This is tripping. Taking yeah, so, yeah, taking the original guys yeah. and doing something that's at least fun. Like I'm going to be entertained. Here's yeah. the thing: I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. But I don't think it's going to work. Like it's not going to be better than this. <laughs> what is working? <laughs> like uh, is yeah. it, it going like, to be the right, highest fine. grossing movie of 2022? Okay. Like I, I don't like. I would not watch it. Oh, you wouldn't even get it. All right, so, okay. Grant? I'll probably catch it on TV. Okay. I'm not going to go out to the theater and watch it. I'm in. Yeah, me, I'm, I'm in. Me and Karen will go watch it. I love Tracy Jordan in 30 Rock is one of my favorite things. Always so. great. Oh, yeah. Well, there you yeah. go. I, I just... He's I, so I, much, love, I love Tracy Jordan. He's Morgan. so much younger than them. That that's, that's, that's the only part I'm really hung up His about. stand-up is brutal. Like, what, what's the, the German doctor's going to be like, oh, no, there was also other twin that we didn't tell you about. Considering that there was, like, Considering that there were no black people in this movie whatsoever, how they how they came about like a a, a, a black triplet is is beyond me. I don't know how they're gonna dig their dig themselves out of this. <laughs> this is probably their attempt to. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, yeah, that's a good point. 
So the, the the road trip has ensued, and you know we are in Rain Man form, and it is funny how, I mean, Rain Man and this came at the same time. Why are there so many similarities? And this came out a week it, ahead of time. It's really it funny. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, if they went to a casino here, it really would blow my brain. But <laughs> so they're at the hotel, and he's gonna gonna teach him how to dance and and whatnot here. Um, he's very very fired up for his uh, for his bro to get some action here. Oh yeah. And he even wrote a song. Tonight um, is your night, bro. So I have. The lyrics to this song here. This is since, all of them. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this I, is, I like this, to read is like, this is like American Pie. There's so uh, many lyrics. I, I, <laughs> I already read you the lyrics to a horrific '80s song, so I might as well do an, a, another one here. So, <clears throat> and I'm not going to attempt to deliver it like Danny DeVito. I just want to get the I want to get the the theme and the meaning of the message out there for this for this wonderful song. Tonight's the night. It's going to be a good night, bro. And everything's going to happen, bro. And you take her in her arms and you plan a good one on her. Ho! Tonight's the night. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. Yeah, your night, bro. Ho, yeah. Bro, you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. There's gonna. And then he gets interrupted. So, yeah. It, it kind of reads like a Black Eyed Peas song, I think, right? It sounds just like Will I Am. Yeah, I think if yeah. you just throw a beat in there and and a little auto tune, have Fergie moaning a little bit, and you I, will, I will, I will, <laughs> listen, I will go to Anthony's house and we will, we will lay this track. Down. I, I think this, Grant, I think this has to happen. Tonight is your night, bro. Can we, can we, <laughs> can we get a, a best picture cover of, of Tonight, Tonight is your, is night, your bro? night, bro? Yeah, I think, fuck, I think we got to do this. Fucking no problem. Yes, it might be, it'll be our intro to the awards every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight is your night, bro. I love it. Almost as fantastic as as Danny DeVito's sit up and push up routine. Oh my god! He needs DDP yoga. He needs I mean, DDP to, in listen, his life. He's super pumped to meet his mom. He's got to get. He's got to get swole. He's got to do those ten push ups to really. He's got to do one push up first or one sit up first. Those are the saddest attempts at sit ups and push ups with a camera rolling that has ever happened in the history of of, of cinema. I'm sorry, like what? Especially with the Linda being like, oh, I am asking our listeners. Find me a movie of someone doing a push-up that is worse than Danny DeVito's push-up. Ooh, I, I love want this. I want anyone to go out there and find one. Oh, Give it to me, please. I love it. Like, anything from Tom Green to to William Holden. Find me one, a worse push-up and a worse sit-up because the sit-ups are arguably sit-ups. worse than the push-ups. I think the sit-ups are way it, it worse. It just was like a like a, a neck cramping exercise. I mean, we talked it? about heavyweights. There might be something in there. Or right, but, but okay, so there's, showing there's a caveat. This, yes, this wasn't someone be, trying to be like... It has to be a, a grown man or woman trying to do a serious... And also thinking that they're like... It can't, be a, it can't be a kid at fat camp. This is going to lead us into the bar yeah. scene. This is my favorite scene. Dance. Okay, bar jumping scene. on scene of the movie. Yeah. Jumping on it. Um, um, Julie's first kiss, he gets hammered. When he says he gets shit-faced and they all lose it. You make shit-faced, Molly? Yeah, that got me then into the mob stuff, more fighting. Um, the, the the song the song is wonderful. The song's great. Jeff Beck, like just, so it's 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 Jeff Beck and Nicolette Larson are the two performers. Yeah, I just everything it's a about wonderful this, song, right? It's a good song, great song. And I have to think that they thought that the soundtrack was going to be a big deal, like even after the movie was a big deal, because I mean you have Little Richard on there, you have the the yakety yak remix, right. you know. Grant, I know you love your remix. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just play the song. Yeah, have the Jeff Jeff Beck stuff in there, and and you can't find the soundtrack 
anyway. It's not on Spotify. It's not none really? of these songs. Right. You can't you can't find yeah. them. And it really is a, a lovely song. Jeff Beck absolutely right. crushes it. It's yeah. a great and song. And Lipstick Police are gonna are gonna they're gonna give a slight summons to Nicolette Larson. She doesn't do the best lip syncing job up there. However, Jeff Beck is shredding and shredding as if he's at Madison Square Garden on stage yeah. at Madison Square. Yeah. And there's a, a shot where. Where Vincent and Julius are talking to each other, and and Jeff Beck is just like a little blur back there, and you know he's hitting every note of that solo because the solo is, is oh, yeah, playing yeah, this, yeah. and you know he's he's hitting every single note of that. So love that the choreography, the dance was was killer. It was the whole. It was to me, it was like a it was a payoff of them doing the the synchronized moves. Right. The whole movie where it's just kind of like all right, this shtick's going on, and it was fun this time. They were both in on it. They put it in an emotional beat, yep. which worked. Yeah, you know, and you know, I, I don't mean to talk about this like it's a you know like it's a best picture winner here, but it was just, that scene is is totally cool for me. It's the, it was the most rewatchable scene. It's of the my movie favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it does everything you want that scene to do, yeah. and it, it's fun. It's funny. Yeah. It's it's cool. I, it's I nice. like I like that it turns into Roadhouse at the end. Where these guys get knocked out. Yep. Like some guy gets like 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 uh, they're dancing. Yeah, somebody yeah. gets like knocked out with a guitar, and everyone's just, like dancing around. Oh, he needs like the chicken wire. Yeah. Around the stage. And then everybody just starts so, dancing while yeah. these goombas are and, on and the floor. We, we we didn't we didn't see a knife. If somebody if somebody like ripped out like a, a huge buck knife, that would be great. But we got a gun. So yeah. Ju- yeah. Uh, Julius. Why does Julius only sleep on floors? Because that I, I that point is made numerous times throughout the movie. Is it? Numerous? Was it? I thought it was just once. No, like three times. He's like. He's like, oh, I always sleep on floors. Like when they were going to Vince's house, Vince is like, oh, I'll make up the couch. He goes, I only sleep on floors with the hotel. I only sleep on floors. When they go to the hotel, they're making up the fucking thing on the floor. I don't know. Why are they making that point? I don't know. I yeah, I, I don't have an answer to it. But he he gets he laid. Gets laid. And I I only wish Kelly Preston. I only wish that the still shot of his face after the fact was the movie poster. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been as, as iconic as them in the suits. That is. was her <laughs> smoking the cigarette and him with that just like days of joy. I laughed yeah. my ass off. <laughs> that was that was some that 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 face was something that stuck with my stuck with my entire childhood, <laughs> and, and I didn't understand really. But now I do. Gave you it gave, <laughs> it gave you something to look to, to strive for. I didn't understand what it meant, and yeah, and <laughs> until I was much older. But yeah, the scene the scene was formative for me. You know, the 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 nightgown it was all very Kelly Preston the nightgown. <laughs> Holy shit, it's all very formative. Oh, this bed's too lumpy. This bed is lumpy. <laughs> she had like a British accent when she said that. She was trying something new. Oh yes, like, fucking like, good for Julius, man. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he earned it. He earned yeah. it on that desert. Island. Sure. He's on the Lost Island all these years. He was pushing the button like uh, like Desmond. No wonder he had the fucking <laughs> muscles. <laughs> Every two hours, four, he's four push the yeah. <laughs> living in the living in the Dharma hatch. Visiting mom on the uh, on the, the artist colony. Is it, is it a colony or commune? Like artist commune. commune? Yeah. 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 Okay. There's a lot of painters here in this artist commune. Thanks, man. Yeah. We get the the token. Um, you know, we're looking for our mom. Is she here? Is she here? Yeah, she's here. She's here. You know, we know you look at your mommy. She's yeah, that was some, she's here. That was some real Obi Wan shit. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. dead. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said she was here. Island spirit. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, god damn it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, I, what do they think? <laughs> she thinks that they're like telemarketers or so, yeah. or like debt collectors. No, they're, 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 they're real estate, real estate they developers. Want, they want to buy it to turn into a golf course. So yeah. they broke in with their girlfriends and flowers. <laughs> I want to talk about the actress here. Oh, she's real bad, quick. right? I have the opposite take, Joe. Oh. 
I have the opposite take, and I, I, this is the beauty of the podcast. I was watching, I'm like, you know what? Like, I mean, listen, a lot of this, this movie here, Danny DeVito is so clearly the only person here who's has an Oscar nomination. Like, everyone else is just trying to tread water. But she was acting like, you know what? I bet, I bet that, like, she's, like, not just, like, a one-off. Like, it, it, seemed, like, it seemed like she was, like, comfortable on screen and yeah. was, like, a, a, oh. like a, a seasoned actor and, and pretty good. I agree with you. She's great in Boy Meets World. I don't. I think she really mailed it in here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen, we're on different planes of that. But I looked it up, and you know what she's in, Steve? She's in Better Call Saul. When Saul is in the the um, oh, when he has his little shtick going with the old folks. with the old folks, she's the bully. Oh, she's really? the bully. Uh, the bully <laughs> really? old folk mom, like a la a la the Sopranos with the yeah, yeah. Paulie's grandma. That's funny. Which is which is such a great section of that of that show it's Love just it. like yeah, it's like heartbreaking stuff but she's and she's great in that and joey like you mentioned largely a television actor she's been in a bunch of a lot of stuff. stuff like that she's in parks and rec yeah i do like the yeah. scene when she walks in at the end to reveal herself to them i know i'm jumping to the end but like i felt like that was like real acting and yeah. seeing like devito's yeah. eyes and like bonnie bartlett is her name yeah. and oh, yeah she's in home improvement she was tim taylor's mom <laughs> Yeah, it just I, I don't know. I, I dug her. Joey was Joey's not feeling. I it. think she's a good actress. I just think she wasn't here. I just think it was just I don't know. I think maybe the chemistry. Oh, with everyone uh, else the was material. Too much. The material she was given was terrible. And I think she was just kind of like I don't know. She's given nothing with, with the, the when they when she's when she's walking along with them and she just stops mid stride, turns around, look. Nobody knew. She didn't know why people wanted her paintings. Right. But she made enough money. <laughs> right. Like, like was, what? What was that line, like, Grant? Like, Grant, I'm so happy you brought that up because I would have forgotten it. I literally paused the movie today in my rewatch and was like, yeah. why? It makes why? no sense. I think why I, did I just hear that? Yeah. I think I wanted her to be funny. I think I didn't want, like, because she wasn't serious enough to be, like, a straight person in it. And there wasn't enough emotion behind it. The so, like, I wanted her to be funny in it. The one teddy bear at the end was <laughs> Even for you, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, like they're grown. They're grown men. You don't. And there's two. And there's two of them. There's two of them. Well, she's gonna cut it in half, I guess. There's two. There's thirty-year-old men that you know just saved the world or the the airline industry or something. You just read the newspaper article, right? Why are you holding one One teddy teddy bear? bear. That is that is by far in in a movie of weird choices. That was the weirdest choice that I've seen in the entire thing. Yeah, but that's not even a nitpick. That's a what am I watching? <laughs> oh my god. What about when Arnold go, gets on the um, plane and the girl's like, How are you gonna find him? He goes, We're twins. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his answer like two or three times. I love it. So um, let's let's just let's just hit up the, the let's hit up the closing. Brother. Oh, this will be a soundtrack hit forever. Let's go. <laughs> 2021 comes it's been, it's been deleted from the internet. It doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> It's not in the archives of music. Right. <laughs> what happened? Music's like... Music's like, no, we're good. But like... Oh, no. We could literally find whatever we want on Spotify. That doesn't You can't exist. find that. You can find Nickelback B-sides on Spotify. <laughs> you can't find the Twin soundtrack. Oh, No. Uh, so th- th- let's just just let's hit up this this closing action scene here because this is just everything you'd want. I mean, this is like basically the it's, final it's act. A ma- of Mac- it's a it's a massive turn. It's, it's a yeah. massive tonal shift. It's the final act of a MacGyver episode. Beetroot completely. Beetroot gets here. assassinated. 
And his driver. And his driver. Beetroot. Great script name, though. Great. So those good writers, they, they, they came through on that one there. Yeah. Great. Beetroot. Beetroot gets... I'll have your money, Beetroot. Uh, Vince gets <laughs> away. You can do better than $5 million in Los Angeles. Love the stereotypical Texan, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. It reminds me of George when he's talking to Yankee crazy bastards. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like Jerry Jones. It's just, yeah. yeah. Beetroot. Of course, our heel knows that you're going to get here because he found a crumpled up piece of paper of Vincent wrote the word five million. On, he on wrote beetroot, five million. Beetroot, so he knew five million. So he knew where outside of Austin they'd be meeting. <laughs> beetroot's death scene? <laughs> Would they have money? Like, what? <laughs> Like he shot, he shot off camera and he's just like there. It's just shot and then a car like quickly crashing into a wall. It's like, oh, that's it. That's beetroot. And then there's like a there's like a crash test dummy with some blood coming out of his ear and laying on the wheel. How did beetroot get there? Well, they're they in took, Texas, right? Right, but they took Vince's car oh, that he showed they, up with. The, the, oh. the, the amazing beige yeah, night they took that. Yeah, maybe they took an Uber. <laughs> Because Vince was like, hey, can I get a ride? They pull away. He's like, oh, okay, no, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, oh. that's right. Yeah, how did they get there? Yeah. No, right. oh, it's an early nitpick. Damn it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it took, the, took the Hogan's Heroes tunnels there, I guess. I don't know. The showdown between Vincent and, and our bad guy here. What, uh, where are we at this? Like, what? They're in some what facility? What facility tunnel? is like, this? It, it looks, looks like, like something a, from Golden. It looks like a scene from Golden. Yeah, I can't it's, to it again. Damn it. You're on me, Joe. Yeah. I love it. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's right through the, like the library, the facility. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're slappers only for place of, <laughs> place of proximity mine. The, <laughs> the third rule, Steve. Talk to us about the third the third rule here. The third rule? Duck. Um <laughs> The third rule. Yeah, I think they were just running out of ideas, the screenwriters and how to kill people off. And I thought it was it's more geared towards children. I mean, that's like funny, like seeing someone get covered with a whole bunch of chains. But forever chains, just seven like, feet of chains. It, um, Seventy feet of chains. It keeps coming. Well, like bundled up. up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a seven foot stack. So my question is, was it for children or for soft fans? Because that's a horrific way to die. <laughs> you're gonna get, you're getting, you squeeze get, like a toothpaste. You get, you get a concussion, and then you get. Buried alive right. in, you base in chains. Right. That's like that, yes. that's like that's <laughs> like gruesome, yeah. that's like a Salem witch trial death. Right, like where they crush they they they, they used to crush kill you with like these but stack rocks on you. Right, oh and just build the weight until you, you die. Oh right, God, really? and like, like very that, slowly. That was that was. But boring. they would slowly put more and more weight on you. But like like Steve, I I think like you're spot on there. It was totally a cartoon a gag. ending. Like, yeah. like, oh, it was like a, a gag. Coyote. Right. And yeah. then like, I think they probably were like watching it in the premiere and they're like, well, that's a little darker than we, than we thought it was. Right. Webster doesn't get away from this. Like, Webster's done. Webster's dead. Oh, oh yeah. They might not find him. And there, he's in this GoldenEye facility underground. I mean, in this, right. in this, this like lot that they met in, in Austin, Texas, or what, I don't know what's going on here. But uh, I do, I do want to say we read off some of the people involved and what they did. Our producer on this movie was produced by Ivan Reitman, and Michael C. Gross was the other producer. And Michael C. Gross has a couple of a couple of Emmy nominations on his way. Now, of course, we know that this is the team that did Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys watch the cartoon Ghostbusters? The real yes. Ghostbusters? Yeah, the real yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Okay, so the same group of producers were in charge of that. So, Steve, you brought up the quiz. But, what, but, but you bring up the cartoonish ending is his other nomination, and this was for his primetime Emmy, 
it was for the <laughs> Inspector Gadget Saves Christmas. Huh. There was an Inspector Gadget Saves Christmas special, I'm, I'm and familiar. it was nominated for, wow. for an Emmy. No recollection wow. of that. Never heard of it. <laughs> I was I was familiar with the show, I'm not familiar were you, with that. Were, did you watch it? Did you guys watch yeah, the show? I did. Oh yeah, I did. There, I'll, I'll do my uh, my gravelly villain here. This is the toughest. Doctor Doctor Claw. I'll get you, Gadget. That's <laughs> the last thing I do. That's not bad. Well done. That's it. Well done. Bad. Learned that at an early age. Though. This is. One of the more bizarre resolutions of a movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have, what have, about how bad Linda's house must have smelled with all those roses? I I don't think <laughs> lots of them. Yeah, I don't think that that works in real life in any way, shape, or form. Well, especially the breaking in part. Yeah, the breaking in the Twice. part. The, He's the, like the... kneeling and kind of. <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're, you're already you're four feet, feet tall. Yeah, like, like, what are you doing? Up. You are encroaching on my personal space. Um, my, my house, my apartment is no longer what it was when I left it. Right. I didn't like you when you presented one rose to me. Now right. you have smothered my entire apartment. Right. Now, I guess there, we have some deeper daddy issue theories that we have put out there. I don't, I don't. We're at the end here, and uh, I, you know, I mean, we, we, I don't think we need to cover every scene of this damn thing. We want to do We already that. did. I, I think it's time for the nitpick zone. Right. The, uh, we're entering, we're now entering the nitpick zone here. <laughs> We tried to avoid it as much as we could. I did terribly, and I apologize. I have a whole list of them that I think a lot of them I've gotten out a little bit. We'll see where we go. Grant, I think you have some. Steve, couple, you yeah. said that you had, like, one big one. Yeah, so my biggest nitpick was who did Vincent give the money back to, first of all? Like, they said Vincent gave the money back. Well, Beetroot's dead. Um, so who did he give the money back to? And then Devious... Devious Vincent tells Julie, uh, Julius that it was $4 million. Yep. And he's like, yeah, how does it feel to be a good man or whatever he said and be the good guy? But it was $5 million. Right. So what happened to that other million? So I kind of like that yeah. shady ending. Yeah, like, yeah still I do, a little I do, I do too, actually. Like um, Vince kept the core of, there's still a piece of Vincent. That's... So I watched this and was just immediately brought back to last week's episode of... The old lady from Titanic mismanaging funds for her future people. Like, what? Why are we giving away right. millions? Why are we throwing millions of dollars into the Atlantic Ocean right. here? What? Are, like, why does that even make you a good person? Giving it back, and who are you giving it back to? Well, that, yeah, I think that, 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 that is, is a heavy question. duty. That is the question. Does it? Like, does it really? Does it have to go back to this like this big jetline company? That, I assume that he like donated it back to something. Did like he give it to like the FBI who were investigating it? Like. I assumed it was here's your engine back car. This company. misappropriated funds. Let's not be wrong. Yeah. This was a, this was cash in a briefcase. This was not like yeah. right. Right to a murdered now man. Yeah, this was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> just so, so, says the off off screen gunshot and the quick right. shot of the of the Cadillac right. crashing into a cement wall. But I think Steve's <laughs> right that these are the biggest big yeah, ones. Yeah, that, like, that that's that's the big one. Right. Grant, we'll, we'll go to you next here. Well, I, here's here's my big one: is that um, being twins doesn't give you powers like Professor X, <laughs> especially when you've never met. Like that's re- the, the whole thing when they when they were in Houston and Devito spills hot coffee on his hand and Schwarzenegger looks at his hand, right? Or when Devito's slapping his face to wake up and Schwarzenegger stops and he's like, "I feel it in my face." So did Devito uh, or uh, Vincent right. feel it when he was with Kelly Preston? I don't know. Maybe that's why he got him so pumped up. <laughs> oh, I like oh, that shit. take. I like oh. that take. He's getting a little. Uh, that's why he was so happy in the, the bathroom. He was like, Marty Love. 
Wow, the layers, the layers wow. here. Oh, that's so fucking creepy. <laughs> he's really feeling all Mar- next to Linda. Marnie, by the way, is a, is, a, is an interesting name to it. Like, they were creative with the naming of people in this. Yeah, I think Marnie's a cool guys, name. The script guys should have put that sort of creativity right. into the actual They were script. good namers. You yeah, want to so, pick one out of your job? Yeah, right? so mine, the one I couldn't get past is, at no point does anyone make any sort of even attempt to explain why did we have to tell... Marianne that the kid died. Why did we have to tell Julius that mom died? Why did nobody say that Vincent... Why did Vincent have to go from New Mexico to an orphanage? Why? Like, just... It was just all lazy... Like, just stupid... This is why they're separate and have to come back together. But there was just no reason or motivation to do it. So, I I mean, I... I would just... One of the things that I thought... And this is... And and this isn't necessarily a response to the nitpick. But this is just what I took with it is... Is that... So, she thought that the kid... And she didn't know that there were two of them. Yeah. Which is fine. She's like probably under anesthesia or whatever. Yeah. Right. This is a top secret project as the door. The door said top secret on it. So this is clearly top secret. Uh, I I just maybe there was like Grant, you said before there was some, there was just kind of a botched thing. And they're like, this isn't getting any progress out of this. Like things were misappropriated. We're just going to kind of just put everybody in print and this didn't happen. I, I think, I think maybe they, this is a huge leap of logic. Maybe they, Scrap this project before before the delivery, and they realized that this was a fruitless effort. So say that, yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then they, and then, and that's why everything was everyone was kind of kept in the dark. Okay, yeah. It was. But I don't know, but but that that's just me. It, I think we're we're giving so. way too much credit to these four yeah, drones. I think. Oh, right. oh, no yeah. doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. No, there, there, there's. There is just dot connecting going on here. They they don't even attempt to like... Dr. Trayvon doesn't even say like... He doesn't even say something that doesn't make sense like... It was for your own good. Like he just says nothing. Yeah. Oh, Um, they don't don't explain in the least. Okay, so I'm ready for my biggest one here. um, Amongst the several that I have here. Okay. So when they go and visit the doctor here... And they... Jules Jules and Vincent. Yes, okay. Jules and Vincent visit him, and they and they ask him the question three times, and he has. To, and he, <laughs> he brings them down to this room here that we saw in the beginning, and as he's opening it up, he's got these keys ready to go for some reason, and we sealed this door off after you were born. So now we're essentially going into a room, if I'm following what he's saying properly, that hasn't been entered in thirty-five years. Thirty-five years. years. Yeah. Wow. Okay, where do I begin with this? Let's start with the fact that there is fucking so much shit all over the place. Like, like valuable items and things that yeah. you would that, that cost money that you would use that you wouldn't just be like like when you decide to abandon something or right. steal you something can give off these to a hospital. You, you can, yeah, yeah. You, or right. or whatever. You you just you you your genetics lab. There's a lot to do. These things were important enough to put in this room. You're not just burying them in a time capsule. It's government so. waste, Karen. <laughs> government waste. Unless it was top secret stuff and they had to just close it off. They it was just they really had I mean, to go. Okay. I don't, right. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. Delivery stirrups were top right. secret stuff. Right. This is what we do here in the Pixel. We asked you down. Oh, does the test tube? But maybe we had to just. Maybe it was. It was. Maybe we were oppressed for time, and you had to close those things off immediately. Yeah, thirty-five years Fine. to. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's a legit. It's a legit. Okay. Right. Uh, 35 years, 
don't think the room would look like that. I hate to say it. I mean, it might be some dust. There's a couple of. Let's, let's, I, I see. There's it. a couple of spirit Halloween <laughs> cobwebs that they right. put on the lights. That was the nice of like, them. It but would be dusty. It would be grimy in there. It would yeah. be decrepit. There would be rodents. There right. would be. It, it would. It, Thirty-five years yeah. of a room that hasn't that hasn't seen the. You know. If the last thing was a delivery, it would smell awful. Okay, and here's the last one. There's a motherfucking window <laughs> right there. Why? 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 Also, Set he, directors, and, why? And he says, we're, down we're, here. We are presenting... <laughs> Joe. Joey. We're presenting a room to the viewers that from the outside looks like Hannibal Lecter's yeah. lair. It's supposed to be a basement. You go. No one has entered this room in thirty-five years. We walk in, and someone washed the damn fucking windows from the inside to the point that the sunlight Beautiful. is shining on Danny DeVito's Beautiful head. Beautiful natural light. Like you this, could grow a pothos for days in there. <laughs> well, I like to see the, the the scientists walking by the courtyard, and they're like, "Oh, what's in that room? Oh, no, nothing." Well, there's That's some Dr. Trayvon's secret. It's sauce. been sealed off for thirty-five years. It's top secret. They should have wrote it on the outside windows, but they wrote it. When you walk down there, you'll see it on the windows when you walk it's also door. a basement so, so basement windows are something that we often have <laughs> i mean good god i mean that that is that's some of the worst set direction awesome. that we've discussed here i mean they just good, didn't uh, think about it so why does that window have to be there like right. just come on yeah. or cover it up put a fucking black sheet over it and be like oh we had to block everything <laughs> we're filming on a beautiful sunny day too jesus the sun is pouring through that window Oh my god! I just couldn't with that. I, I, I was thinking about it the whole movie. I couldn't get past it. Uh, Grant, what do, you, do you have anything next? Uh, I got a couple. All right. So the old German doctor that that Julius lived with, he had no idea Vincent's whereabouts or like Vincent's like that Vincent was a complete screw up or He's anything like that. Thirty five years. Yeah, but he didn't talk to like the other doctor. Maybe my response to that one will be like. He maybe he's already feeling enough guilt for keeping him right. on the island that maybe he doesn't want to get hmm. in the way. It's kind of like a, like when you like an adopted parents and when the kid wants to go out and find maybe they just right. they just take a they just pat they take a pass like let you go on your own journey right. figure out your okay. own path. better off not knowing type thing or just feel like I'm responsible for Julius. You think so you Trayvon could, could take care of Vincent? You think you could give the guy a couple leads on his journey back? To, right. <laughs> to the, you know, slim yeah, LA's a big LA's a big place. Yeah. You can just uh, like go to Los Angeles and just use your twin radar to hope he's in the right jail. Right. Yeah. Thank God there's only one Los Angeles County jail. Joey, give me another one. What do you got? Marty and Linda gave up their jobs to go on this trip to find their mom. <sighs> Waitresses, just waitresses, though. Okay, so they're waitresses, so that means we can assume that money's tight, and they're not—they don't have a large savings account, and they're just like, "Oh, we fired us." I like how she calls him a weevil. That was funny. I mean, like, what—that's a what a burn. Like, uh, like I I heard it as weasel the first time, but no, no, it's weevil. weevil. And then snacks like the cookie crumbs in his face. (laughs) Does Linda know the payday that Vincent's going to get with this thing? She did see it in this trial. Not at that point, uh, right? That was uh, first were... uh, Linda does, yeah. She knows oh, that she, okay. so she knows that's like five yeah, million dollars is living yeah. in the air. The, so she so, knew before they left? I thought she I, found it out at the hotel. Did my timeline wrong? Did I she don't know. did she know when she, did she know the payday when she bought that dinosaur action figure that she put on the cake that she bought? <laughs> well, <laughs> that she bought him? What the cake, fuck was, was that it cake? Was, it was a cake for a five year old. Yeah. <laughs> 
Which Lin- Linda's did, trying to save to save her dad. Uh, did, there was a there was a giant red Tyrannosaurus Rex. That cake made game. no sense. Yeah, like that's. Are a, they, was she in communication with the mother when she brought the single teddy bear? Is that what? Yeah, mama, 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 mama. <laughs> I, do, I don't I don't know. Yeah, Maybe yeah. they're just like pranking me during this part. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I got I, I got one. Love Yakety Yak. Great song. Mm-hmm. We all appreciate it. It was, you know, my probably my introduction to that to that kind of music when I was younger. But I've never heard this any music before. Is that the first thing you're going to hear in 1988? Is it going to be Yakety Yak? You're not going to hear like Michael Jackson? Like what? what That's on the airplane, like, right? Is Yakety Yak yeah, going to be on the... Like, it wasn't like he... Had an iPod with him, right? I don't no, know. I don't know. It's probably whatever Hawaiian Airlines was playing. What are in 1988? Is Hawaiian Airlines plugging you into music? Or he had a he must have had a Walkman or something. Those headphones weren't connected to like his armchair, oh, like true. a Jet Blue. You know, like he's no, that's true. Yeah, he picked up he a cassette tape. Yeah, he's probably something. just bought like, like greatest hits type I, thing. I, I'm just again, no dispersions, right? Not yeah, a problem with the soul, here, but right. I, I just wouldn't Michael Jackson be more available than than you know I just it, it's eighty eight like the eighties right. are, are like there's an just it's like an overwhelming time in music like yeah this is yeah. the this is the thing that he's so enamored with I love I got we've been bringing this up before that one of my favorite shots of the movie is when they call back to Yakety Yak later on. And they he's in the shower, in the shower singing it, yeah. and he comes out. He, he comes out and emphatically points the finger. Don't talk back. <laughs> I mean, that is just that's that's just world class acting. Right Probably comes down the budget too. So you have to pay to have the song in the movies, so maybe the other ones are. That's, that's the one they picked. Yeah, yeah that's the one they that's picked. Fair. But and they went for the nostalgia because that was huge in the eighties. On the old cheap. <laughs> the eighties didn't know that they would only exist. Their only relevance would exist in nostalgia, like right. for the actual eighties. Seriously. Anything else we have? guys you want to throw uh, out here. I think we've hit so many. I've hit enough. Of, I think uh, I'm good. I, I have, let's see. It's very fitting that Webster positions himself exactly where the chains are. It's <laughs> like he, he does yeah. like the 180 and like he a lot of awesome power shit going uh, on there too. A lot yeah, of awesome that, power shit going on. Jul, Jules and Vincent are very casual after murdering Murder? somebody. Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there might have been... their lives. Yeah, but there I might have been like some... There's still, like, a level of trauma that... <laughs> they're not used to this kind of stuff. I, maybe, I think in that last scene, too, maybe we're doing a little bit of Austin Powers, like, tongue-in-cheek winking, like... Right. You know, because the whole, like, which one of you wants it first? Right. And, like, yeah. he's going to interview them before he shoots them kind of thing, and that leads to him, like... like Asking, like, what's the third role? Like, why the fuck would he give a third role? He just assassinate right, both of them. But I think, like, that you could put in any one of these types of movies. And also Vincent just being, like, this uh, coxman is weird, too. Yeah. Like, the first time yeah. I see Vince, he's just, like, he's rolling out of another woman's bed when their husband comes home. Like, it just... He's got a game. And, like, and, like he's, 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 <laughs> he's, had, he's had relations with his neighbor, Agnes. Like, there's just a lot of... The uh, yeah, he's got that something, man. Those uh, I, I I would be I have to bring these guys up. Those two nerds who get who get shot with the silencer, like that scene is fantastic. Like they're really yeah, good in it. That was a lot of fun. Um, do silencers? No, like, no, like <laughs> the smoke. They don't even work. <laughs> John, silencers, silencers don't silencers don't work like that. The smoke still, come still, out of them at the end. Of the... It's still kind of. I, I, I would I imagine the, it's smoke. There could be smoke. smoke oh, not, the sound is the issue. And the, boy, the sound department, along with the set department, was, uh, was, oh no, please don't, please don't. 
Ah! Oh, no. <laughs> the, the death sound. Ah! <laughs> oh, I've been shot. Well, Too good. Shirts. Too good. We're at the awards here. What's the awards, awards here? Awards time. Okay, so we're going to start with MVP. This is one of the hardest MVPs I've had to come up with myself. You know, I... I I just, I question is whether there was an award to be given out here. But uh, Steve, you mentioned yours earlier, but we'll let you, uh, you, you mentioned a few. Which one so we'll are you going to pick? We'll let you lock into the one yeah, that you're The ultimate like MVP. Yeah, I mean, I really want to go with Arnold's Cavs, but um, Kelly Preston, just because I thought that I like both, you know, girls in their roles as like the side supporting cast. And I thought her and her like 80s outfits and I, I forgot how like, beautiful but she wasn't like she wasn't like a blonde ditzy like character she was just i mean obviously she wanted arnold badly but she seemed like someone that was cool and hot and fun she was probably the strongest willed character of the four of them oh yeah Yeah. oh you know she really like like she had the best direction and it was was the best overall character i love the shot of him opening the car door and her sitting there just like her lights crossing yeah like that that's great but like runner up is is arnold yeah, and I probably have calves ever popped harder in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I that's some diesel ass calves. That does have to be mentioned. Joey MVP. I want Arnold. I think that it could have just really not worked and turned into not just like a bad movie that's fun to talk about into like a piece of trash. And I think Arnold had a big role of it. I really enjoyed him in here. Grant. Uh, Danny DeVito. I, I I think this movie um, doesn't work without him. I think he grounds the movie in a certain way. And he's fucking hilarious in this. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Grant. Uh, Danny DeVito's my MVP. He, I think he's clearly the most accomplished actor in this in this movie of the entire cast. And, uh, I mean... He hits all I, the notes really well. He, he does. Yeah. He, really, he really adds a little extra something to this movie that could have just been so formulaic and forgettable. And I, I, I got to say, he's kind of like... He's kind of like Arnold is Arnold is like that middle of the order presence and and Danny DeVito's hitting in front of him and the pitcher has to pitch to Danny DeVito because they don't want to walk in to get to Arnold. Right. And <laughs> like that, yeah. so Arnold Arnold supports him in that sense and then Danny DeVito's just there to just just hit getting on base hitting yeah, slapping yeah. slapping balls at yeah. him. Yeah, my my MVP too. And and just knowing what this created in Frank Reynolds and always sunny Philadelphia right. I think is the legacy of this movie. That he created something that would be a show that would be on for almost Iconic. two decades at this point. We're going on yeah, season so. 15 coming up. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's my MVP. LVP. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to, because I've beaten him up already. It's pretty obvious. The script writers, uh, this, the, the script writing process. I mean, I will admit there's been some clever lines, some weird lines in here where they're calling him a weevil or. Or, or saying Arnold's back is bulgy like North Dakota. You know, I, there were some clever lines. So one of those four guys had something to say, but this whole thing together is a wacky mess. And yeah, yeah uh, I don't know. Maybe that's made this movie <laughs> more lasting. I, I don't really know. But um, Grant, you're LVP. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard because I feel like with a movie this absurd, LVP is kind of it's a weird turn because I appreciate all like the weird shit about it and all the bad shit about it. Um, but I, I'm kind of in line with you with the script, but more, but more specifically the massive tonal shifts that it takes and how, um, jarring, jarring it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. They didn't, they couldn't decide if they want to do like this 
buddy comedy or this this just, hard, it, it, hard, it, hardcore heist movie. It's, a, it's incredibly confused yeah. script. It really is. Yeah. very confused script. So that's my uh, LVP. Joe, LVP. I'm going to do something I don't normally do with the LVP because normally I come in hard. Um, but it's a bonus episode. Um, yeah, of course. The fucking writers in the wow. script because... Wow. Yeah, I don't... I, I like really attacking actors. I think that's a fun part of this for me uh, because no one else really does it and I think it's hysterical. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just... Is this the first time you haven't picked an actor? Yeah, first time. Wow. And I will oh, never do. I will never do that you for even, a like, best picture. You don't winner. even. You don't even pick actors. You pick characters. You pick the fictional characters. Yeah. You pick fictional characters. <laughs> which, is, and which, most, which basically every time, every LVP is a scriptwriter. Right, but that's not fun, right? <laughs> it's way funnier to pick the motivation of why Favel fucked up and could have sent someone to prison for life. Favel. Favel. But I think just lazy. Like, okay, how do we make them separate? It could have been... Listen, this was going to be a bad movie at premise, but I think they could have tightened some things up. Sure, boy, they got paid off either way, though. That was a, oh, yeah, man. Hey, shit. listen, good for that. Huge payday. Steve, LVP. Mine was Marshall Bell as Webster. Um, the, the you've seen Neil. my face line is so lame to me, but I guess that comes back, I guess that comes back to the screenwriters not giving him enough material. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just thought... The character was underdeveloped. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was. That's totally fair. Maybe not his fault though. Yeah. The, <laughs> no, to commit totally to it. Yeah. It's Webster's fault. <laughs> Dispatch award. Who are we throwing a little uh, a little love to here, Joey? You, I I, I went Ivan Reitman. I feel like this Director. could have been, yeah. Okay. I feel like this could have absolutely been a forgotten '80s piece of bullshit. Wow. And I, you know, what, I'm, I, I think it, it had, it's messy. It has a lot of stuff, but I think that there was some vision to it and some work to it. So, I want to shout out Ivan Reitman. We haven't done a ton of talking about Ivan Reitman here. Just to rattle off a couple of his his work. I mean, the most famous one has to be Ghostbusters, which yeah. is yeah. one I've always. I've always that's, that's fancied as a movie, movie that yeah that should have gotten more Oscar attention than, than it got. Um, I want to call out the only Oscar nominee that the man does have, and it is, you know, we're talking about our top ten movies coming up here, and mine is going to be probably the last one that we do out of the major mix. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie that isn't on my top ten, but was one I considered quite a bit, and that's Up in the Air. And he's yeah. the producer of Up in the Air, the George Clooney, the Sun, the Sun Omega, it, right? Jason Reitman. Uh, yeah, and yeah. he's a, a producer there. Uh, unbelievable movie. It's a movie yeah, I, I can watch it. I can watch yeah. it any time of day. And watch I it actually only saw yeah. that for the first time recently. Great movie. But his daughter, another Always Sunny, you know, his daughter Catherine Reitman. She's in this. She's the football player's daughter. Okay, and All she right. marries Dennis in Always Sunny. Oh wow! Oh, she's the and yeah. She turns into the cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he turns into the kid. Yeah, that's that's he uses his alimony yeah. money to physically yeah. turn into. Yeah, the that's that's oh his God. daughter. So yeah. Ivan Reitman just just cranking it out, giving us. Ivan Reitman is responsible for Always Sunny. Ghostbusters. We mentioned Draft Day. Ghostbusters Two, of course. And how about Kindergarten Cop? I mean, we talked about it a little yeah. bit, man. What a what a movie. That's an all time. Did, did he direct yeah. Stripes? Was that him? Uh, he was Stripes. Yep. He was okay. Stripes. Meatballs. Uh, oh, he did Meatballs too. Yep. Dave. That? Junior, we talked a little bit. Yeah. He didn't, and his son, and I mean, he. I think he produced the new Ghostbusters that's coming out. A yes, little, his a, son's directing that one, yeah, as well. Yeah. A little Anne Hesh Harrison Ford love in six days and Ugh. seven nights. <laughs> Evolution with David Duchovny. That's the the, that's, oh, the smiley. I remember. Face like, I haven't seen. I don't movie. know them. I've, I've never been, seen that. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. They used to be on Comedy Central all the time. I I liked it. 
Interesting yeah. filmography, interesting career, but uh, some, some good stuff there. Participation award, um, Grant. Yeah, um, mine was uh, Trey Wilson as Beetroot. Beetroot. Nice. I thought, Beetroot. I thought Beetroot was great. He did He did a lot with a little. Yeah. He really did a lot with a little. He really, uh, really stood that. out for like what, three minutes of, of screen time. I thought he was pretty great. Steve, participation award. Uh, Maury Chaikin, the guy who played Bert, one of the cronies, because he's a Brooklyn guy. He was in My Cousin Vinny. Uh, yeah. He was in Entourage, yes. yeah. Harvey screaming he, and yelling. He was Harvey yes. Weinstein. He played Harvey Weinstein in yeah. Entourage. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my god. god! I didn't know that. Yeah. He was like had the cigarette in his mouth. He's spitting all over E and yelling at him. Yeah, he was. He was the one that that um, uh, the instant grits guy. And he, that was like one of his last things because he died in like Did he really? kidney something oh, in like, two thousand ten. Um, but yeah, a shout out to the Brooklyn uh, actor. Amazing, love it. Um, uh, my. Uh, my honorable mention award goes to the incomparable fucking legend Jeff Beck. Yeah, love, I love that. the fact that he's in this movie. I love that scene. I just, I just, it's just, it's just looking great. It's just yeah. like it's one of those things that you're watching this movie, even if you don't know anything about anything, you watch it and you're like, oh, that's somebody. You know, they, yeah. they zoom in. I'm like, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a star in this movie here. There's, there's some sort of a musician in the mix here. So, yeah, Jeff Beck. Just, just so was so fired up to see him in this movie when yeah. when that was when awesome. Ever, yeah, just so great. fired up. Scene of the movie, Joey. You mentioned yours already. Our scene is mine. Yeah, also mine. Also mine. Mine too. All four. Wow. Clean wow. sweep. Funny wow. man. I gotta, I gotta say, I was like, I thought that in picking that, I was gonna, it was gonna be a weird choice. You know, not that there's so many other scenes. It's It's the clearest. It's really is the clearest standout scene, right? Yeah, it's the most. It's the most like bare bones, like it's great. A to B to C, wrong. and it works. Yeah. There's no stupid. Yeah. There's just nothing dumb in it. Like you, it works. You can't go wrong with a bar scene like that, especially a cowboy bar scene. Like, right. I, I was just thinking back on like True Detective season one. Yeah. And they go on that double date. Yes. Matthew McConaughey yep. and. Um, Woody Harrelson and they take their dates there and it's just like people are square dancing and moving around drinking beers That's and rock yeah. music and like well, I love those bar yeah. scenes Road House, like yeah, you said sure. earlier. Yeah. those all work all the time somehow that that synchronized dance they do Works. With the the double ass grab, the double arm pump, like it's kind of like it's it should be offensive and it's not. Like it, it just it oh, totally works. There's there's an emotional beat that the song and the scene and the choreography just hit yep. that just makes it all all work. Yeah, it's it's really at a um, like a watershed moment for both Jules and Vincent. That's right. kind of like Jules like breaking out of his shell and uh, and Vincent kind of. Embracing the whole family dynamic, right. and it, it, yeah, it pays and, off. It works. And you know what? I t- the girls are great in yes. that scene too. And I love when when they answer back with the synchronized motion, where it's yeah. like kind of like you know, like so. It's not just the twins are have this weird psychic thing. Like the girls are on the same wavelength with right. the two. It, the, the scene was this was a great scene. It was a great scene in a in a very confused movie. Uh, <laughs> So I wonder which of the four writers was responsible for that scene. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm going to put that one on Reitman. I think Reitman. Yeah, that's right. He like decided to just take his sunglasses off and hop in and get right. involved in that scene. Time machine recast. Take anyone, any point in time. Put this in the movie. You could put Spencer Tracy in here if you wanted to. You could put Great. Jonah Hill. Whatever you want to do. You put slap him in there. Let's go. Talk to me. Who, who are we doing here? Um, well, I'm not going with just a simple recast. 
I'm doing a, I'm doing a character rework. Okay. I'm taking a character from another movie and putting him into this movie. And it is Anton Chigurh as Webster. Okay. So right. instead of Webster, it's Anton Chigurh. Okay. That's... The chains would not kill him. I mean, frankly, no, amazing. We would not fall for that. But uh, that's, that's love the, uh, the whole, like... Uh, you have seen my face. <laughs> <laughs> so you want, you want yeah. him like stone cold, he's, like he's, horror movie. Like, he's gonna have someone like flip. He's yeah, gonna, he's gonna have like someone flip a coin. That's right. uh, I, I feel like that would that would love it. Be wonderful. Wow, that's hysterical. That's amazing. I absolutely love it. Steve, um, why don't you follow that one? I don't want to. Um, <laughs> so in, what I thought about today, and then like I'm reading before, like while you guys were talking, that this was thought of and apparently for a reboot was Jason Momoa. And Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, I, I swear, <laughs> I thought of that on my own today. Maybe subconsciously, I read it somewhere over the, the past week. But then I'm like, all right, it's a lot of tequila. I, I need to, I need to come up with two more on the spot right now. So I just jotted down Idris Elba and Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I can oh, see I mean, that. That's amazing. I can that's see amazing. that working. I can see that working. I mean, that's I would amazing. watch that movie. I think people would go see that. Too. I would see that. Yeah. I would watch that in a second. <laughs> wow. So I just came up with that after my yeah. uh, the Dinklage. Uh, Momoa that's wonderful. Yeah. I love that so yeah, much. That's great. I, I would, I would, Incredible. I would watch, I would watch that before I watch the twin sequel. Yeah, there's some heady, there's some heady subtleties that you could add to that too. Yeah. Right? Like the the what, the, the Dinklage it? Momoa stuff. That's again all physical right. presentation yeah. comedy. Where I don't know that I love that. Is, yeah. it, is, it, really Zelda, is he British in this one, or is he does he have an American? I picture accent? him as like the Office character he played. Okay. Oh, <laughs> which, which is one of my like, favorite. Come on, versions. Jim. Let's play yeah. some soccer, Jim. Yeah. And, you know, oh, I need a rundown by the end of the day. <laughs> right. Joey yeah. is is normally a our our token. He recasts his LVP. He's a a testament. No oh, boy. That's what he does. He he sticks to the plan. He gives the LP, recasts it. This is the first time you haven't given it to an actor. So we'll let you go last. We'll let you go last because I'm very excited. So this is we're breaking ground here at right. Best Picture Cast. So, Grant, I kind of went the same way as oh, you, but the opposite. But the okay. opposite. So, I, I, I really, to me, it stuck out as like, you put, you put Webster in No Country for Old Men? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be horrible. That would ruin that movie. Clearly, that character stood out as, as, a, as a right for recast for me. I spent two weeks trying to come up with something for this. It was I, I just, just, just casually like thinking about my day. I'm like, oh, no, that doesn't work. And then like at one point, I'm like... You know, should I go the Anton Chigurh route? I'm like, ah, I don't think that this movie calls for that. Now, the way you explained it is amazing, and I, I, I like that and appreciate that. So I went totally the other way. And I, I wanted someone who could be the heel, but kind of be it a little... Do what that, what that character was doing in the movie, but just kind of just maybe just take it a little further and be there. So I went with, um, with Bradley Whitford, is the actor's name. You'll probably mostly know him as Eric... From Billy Madison. <laughs> he's also in Get Out. He's the father in Get Out. Oh, he's a wonderful he's in character. Cat, cat, phenomenal. Cabin in, Cabin in the Woods. He's, yeah. he's in Cabin in the Woods. He's an incredible character actor. Oh, wow. West, West um, he's a, li- yeah. he's a little yeah. small. He's yeah. a little small. So uh, you'd have to... I mean, this is... We, we had... I had... I had Pages of notes of nitpicks, so we can we can. I'll I'll take a nitpick nail on that. That we're gonna have a right. small guy tying up David Caruso in the booth. Fine, whatever. Fine. But yeah, I just think he could he could take that character to like a twisted comedic place. 
Oh, I love um, that. Yeah. So we're going 93 Bradley Whitford in that in that role awesome. as the villain here. He really could he does that coiled spring. Yes. That ah! <laughs> he, he could get it. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Bizic Ethic is uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That's great. Joe That's awesome. Time machine begins. Yeah, so I made it hard on myself. I actually had to think about things because normally it's just who I dislike the yeah. most. Um, but uh, I, I said it earlier, um, Bonnie Bartlett is Marion Benedict. I wanted someone funnier there, so I went with Cloris Leachman. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she – because I think she, she can act too. She's Absolutely. not only – but yeah. like she's really funny and I thought like – I just kept imagining some, like her and DeVito going back and forth with something and just like chuckling to myself. So I okay. thought that would be a good fit. Fantastic. Yeah. I love that. We're pretty much done here. We're just going to roll. We have – we do let's do recommends at the end of this thing. We're going to do four movies – that we recommend here if you just watch Twins. God bless you. And uh, where, where should you go next? Where could you go next? Do you, do you want something more Twins-ish? Do you need a palate cleanser that's going to take you the exact opposite route? You know, we're going <laughs> to sit down and watch. We want to hear the other movie scored by the... and uh, watch Platoon. Uh, where, where are you going to go next here with this? Recommends, Joe. So I went... Um, I went Fish Out of Water. That, you know, that's Fish Out of Water movies. This really does. But I went one that I really love. And I went Encino Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Totally works, man. That's Perfect. yeah. I think that'd be a really fun movie to watch after this, and I think it's just it works every time, and that's that's where my head went to the entire time when thinking about it. Sub fifty connections there. Yep. It was a, a a final four. I know, and I was I was rooting for that one last year. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Grant. Um, in keeping up with uh, worst picture cast, um, I went with a director or filmmaker that's going to be featured on this show. Yes. And it's Neil Breen. Oh my god. And his uh movie called Twisted Pair, where he plays identical twins. <laughs> and one is like clean shaven and one has like a really obvious fake beard. And it's like some like metaphysical yeah. kind of sci fi movie and it's the awful. movie poster for that is uh, I'm gonna pull it up now. Wow, Neil Breen is. I don't even certain. know. I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> Get in on it, man. Neil Breen. I, I'm in. Neil I'm Breen in. was in the hey, tournament. Listen, Fateful Findings. I am a loyal subscriber to Worst Picture Cast. I'll be watching and and listening to every it. movie here. I can't wait to see. Uh, all the characters, and, and when you get to guests, when you get guests, yeah, on there, too, it might fun. be, you might have Zeta Short on there. Zeta's coming on. Adam on. from, from 1001. Yep, yeah. Well, Freezing might be on there. Maybe we get Melissa on from Almost City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll We're bringing the whole posse. People who are engaged. Yeah. Yeah, no, Twins of Pair, it's, um, it's wild and it's about twins. So go is, see it. Okay, is this episode coming up soon? Is this a... Oh, I've, I, have no, I have no idea if we're even... Uh, Neil Breen's going to be on there. Neil, Neil, Neil Breen, who directed Twisted Pair, we're yeah. going to do a movie of his called uh, uh, Double Down. Yeah. Cool. Um, which is uh, fantastic. Yeah. Neil Breen's a wild story, so that'll um, be a fun one to get into <clears throat> for everyone. I love it. Steve, so I, was think, I was thinking about this and ones that popped up that had twins in it. It was like Blades of Glory, which I didn't like that movie, but they had the twin brother-sister duo and then Parent Trap. But I think you'd need a little something... <laughs> you'd need a little something more, and, and Tommy Boy would be my next recommendation. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, I like that. Just it's like... You know, the big guy and the little guy. They're not road, twins, obviously. Road trip. on a road right, trip. Yeah. And... That movie's real tight. It's about, yeah. it's about, it's about family. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Yeah. That's oh, a I great like that recommend. Yeah. That'd be a tight one. Awesome. 
Sure. What do you got? I'm intrigued. These yeah, are good so, ones. I'm happy with them. Everybody's crushing it. Yeah, so my recommend here, and you know, as as some may know, I'm on my East, my Clint Eastwood kick here. And I have a, a movie here that I brought up to you guys for Worst Picture Cast, you know, and got completely shut down and embarrassed because I didn't understand what <laughs> <laughs> what the Worst Picture Cast thing was, I guess. Um, that's why I really laughed on the on the Worst Picture Cast commercial when uh, Joey was like, and if you don't understand what our premise is, it's like, we'll make fun of you. And, and Grant's like, well, I'm not going to make fun of you. And Joey's like, well, well, I will. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's, um, that explains our dynamic. That's, yeah, well. that's how this is going to go. So yeah. mine is a 1990 movie directed by Clint Eastwood, and it is called The Rookie. Now, it's not the movie with the pitcher who tries to become a Tampa Bay Devil Ray. That's, uh, yes, that's, and it's not the, no. <laughs> the rookie of the year. Yes, no. This is a non-baseball movie called The Rookie. 1990, directed by Clint Eastwood, and this is a movie that the, basically the the production companies made him make. Okay, and it's so it's 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 a buddy cop movie with him and and Charlie Sheen. Jesus Christ! And the bad guy is Raul Julia. Love that. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it is fucking bonkers. And the so the the studio made him make this movie because he wanted to do this passion project. Where he plays uh, the director of um, African Queen, Houston, um, John yeah, Houston. John Houston. Yeah. And that's uh, White, Hun- White Hunter Black Heart is, is the name of that movie. So he oh, really wanted to make the movie. Okay. And, and White Hunter Black Heart is a, is a super solid movie. It's, it's cool. It was a vision. It was a passion project. It's fine. You don't have to go see that one. But The Rookie is the movie that the production companies made him make. And I swear to God he made this movie as bad as he could on purpose. And it is... <laughs> Absolutely amazing! It, it, it's just I, I'm. It's stunning. It's stunning wow. to watch. Like it is so bad, and to, I, to watch a great director make a movie bad, while the studios don't know yeah. that that's what he's doing. It, it, he really channeled he, his inner Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and he, it was he made a, a movie ironically. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah it's so just funny. fucking great, and I think everyone should go out and check it out. It's the rookie. Okay. And, you know, maybe people will argue with me as go, no, no, he thought it would be good. I'm like, ah, I think that, like, time, I think time is told. Because he wins, like, he wins the Oscar the next year for right. Best Director. And then, like, you know, 13 years later again. So I think he knew what he was doing. And it's pretty good. The Rookie, it's bizarre. It's an insane movie. Go check it out. Charlie Sheen, Clint Eastwood, what else do you need to know? Come on now. And Raul Julia. Raul Julia that's is the, that's 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 the that villain. You, you that's the it. huge selling point. You sold it. With yeah, Julia. I'm coming over Friday. We're gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, okay, so gentlemen, we did this. We did wow. it. Our second sub fifty tournament. It's in the books. I Ooh. can't wait for the third one at the end of next summer, summer 2022. Ooh. There will be different rules. We're gonna mix it up. We're, we're gonna we're gonna open the field in certain ways. It's gonna be very fun. This is our 12 years of slave crew. This is now our twins crew. So we've 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 hit both Full sides. Spectrum. Of it. We did it all. Steve, you've been um, you've been in on on one of the most serious movies we've covered. You've been in on probably the goofiest movie we've covered. Yeah, do you have so. thoughts for us? Wait, what, do, what do you have? Your closing thoughts? I do like both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that um, Twelve Years a Slave would probably leave a bigger impact on. Me. I would say so. I think yeah. I think that should be it. Yeah, I hope that. Yes, uh, that, but that, I had a ton of fun discussing a fun movie. And, and and really just having fun with it and and not taking it too serious. That so that so at at Steve on film on Twitter. Yeah, very very good. You check him out. He's got, he's got a good thing going. It's building. He's he's pretty soon. He's gonna have more followers than than Best Picture guests. I'm I'm confident in that. 
<laughs> it's a great gimmick. It is. It's 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 cool. it's it's, it's the French connection. There. one was the one that made me follow you? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for having me back on. This was a absolutely. Blast. We're gonna have you in for one of those black and white classics soon. That's, yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's I'm that's in. gonna be that's gonna be fun. Joey, closing thoughts. How do how do they find you on Twitter, Joe? I'm Joey 0314 on Twitter. Taking the crown away from Grant is a very proud this is a big moment, moment, man. This yeah. is a, it was a great pick. Twins, the yeah. win. So you know, I, I just thank everyone for voting and engaging. This was awesome, and I had a blast doing it with you guys. And uh, hope to keep the crown alive in the horror tourney. And as we're talking about this, the quarterfinals are active. So when you're hearing this, it will be done. Yeah. Yeah. You have two movies that are active right now. Yeah. You have one that is a heavy favorite, and one that is a Cinderella story that is just incredible. Coming through the about. losers bracket. Screen two. Holy shit! Who would have yeah. thought? I mean, if you, you listen it. to my comments in the preview, I predicted it but that's yeah. okay but that's you know that's, you know it's I, amazing I, I, get movie, give, I, I give gotta, it an f i give them an f give them an f right um screen two it. and poltergeist i mean poltergeist i'm incredible. in the fight i'm in the fight and that's honestly cabin in the woods which knocked out texas chainsaw you yeah. had a great draft you had, it was a, a great Pol- poltergeist draft. really coming in strong might be the winner might be a poltergeist episode so we'll yeah. see grant closing thoughts yeah, I mean, if if I was going to lose uh, this tournament, I'm glad it was to Twins. Uh, I had a blast talking about it. And uh, you can reach me at uh, Twitter, and Grant underscore Zep, or you can actually hit us up at Worst Picture Cast, Worst Pick, P-I-C, Cast, on Twitter. Yeah, he has the bo- both accounts, and Grant, you're... you're- Tweeting about uh, tweeting about the Bachelor along with some others uh, some other of these. I, I do the Bachelor on my per, on my personal account. Yeah, the new season starting. Actually, it's starting it's tomorrow. Tuesday, but it's, it's, like a tropical, uh, it's like a tropical. It's like a tropical theme. Well, that was right? Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. It's a whole different animal. I can't keep up with this shit. Well, you better. I know. I know. I should. <laughs> I should. I'm more of a survivor guy. I've always been more of a survivor. That's guy. tropical. So we've got to the end of another one. I want to thank everyone for listening. Find us at, at Best Picture Cast. Email us at bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. Follow us on all of our socials. We got Instagram. We got Facebook. We have Letterboxd. Letterboxd. Twitter. We have them all. You can come out and get us. We love to hear from you. I, I, right before I go, I just want to say the voting in this horror tournament, man, fucking incredible. It's, it's like a yeah. hundred, hundred plus in every single poll we've done. It just it's just crazy to think like from the original sub fifty where we were just so jacked to have like fifty sixty if we, people. If we, had, if we, we had, had thirty for one in the su- in the original sub fifty. Really like, this is amazing. Yeah, and there was fifteen of us. We've come a long way. Yeah, yeah and, and, and it's also been interesting to be like, oh, when you get actual numbers, like the results are not quite what you thought that they right. would be. Right. So like you got to be comfortable sure. too. But incredible. Now. Thank you for voting in this sub 50 tournament. 100%. Picking twins. You picked the movie. This was the, you know, we didn't pick it. You picked it. We're not going to pick this hard one out of these eight that we have left. You're going to pick it. We're going to sit down and talk about it though. Based on who you picked, that's who it's going to be to talk about it. And gentlemen, thank you so much for, for hanging and doing this. It was a lot of fun. It's always fun guys. But, uh, but this was, this was a great one too. Take care, everyone out there. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next time. Tonight and is your night, bro. That's it. <laughs> that's exactly right. Tonight is your night, bro. And next week, it's going to be whatever movie wins right. the horror tournament. And we'll be coming at you with that. So. <laughs>